All right, let's go. How Hello. are we doing tonight? It is time for the Old Moon Podcast. Once again, baby, episode two. Episode two, new and improved. New and improved. <laughs> um, I'm joined here. I'm Blue Squad, and I'm joined here with my co-host, uh, Jaycoon VT. Jaycoon, say hi for us. Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had a little technical difficulties trying to get his... Yeah. Um, trying to get his VTube model onto our screen, so that's okay. We got his emoji on there. Uh, and then we have Tiltus here. Uh, Tiltus, go ahead and say hi to everybody for me. Hello, hello. How's it going, everybody? All right. I'm, now I'm back and shaved this time. I joined Blue. That's, that's right, baby. <laughs> back and ready for it. Okay. Are you boys ready? Because I'm going to be hitting you with some fucking bangers tonight. I'm absolutely going to be hitting you with some bangers tonight. Um, we have a lot to talk about. We have the dev note, of course, came out this week, and we've had a lot of announcements with regards to gear, PVE, grind zones, controversial things like that. We're going to be talking about them all tonight. But how I want to lead all of this stuff off uh, is, firstly, we, we want to talk about PVE progression. Okay, PVE design over the years. Okay, so we're going to start off, uh, we're going to think all the way back. We're not going to go back to chimeras and stuff because that's a little unfair and most people aren't going to remember that. But there's a lot of people that will remember Saucens and Pirates. Now, what was Pearl Abyss doing right when it started making PVE grind zones? What did we remember that was good about Saucens and Pirates? And what did we not so much like? Uh, we'll start off with Jaycoon. Sawzins and pirates. Like to be honest, I'm probably not the best person to ask because I wasn't during. I wasn't playing during that time. Actually. Oh my I, I started, gosh! I started <laughs> playing in 2018 uh, when Lon came out, and so that was like um, most people were like at Gahas, Desert Nagas, and so uh, I didn't really have that pirate experience. I heard about it though. I heard about all the like the pirate and the catfish and abandoned monastery before we got that new endgame stuff. Um, I, I wish I could have experienced it, but maybe this question would be better answered by uh, Tiltus. All right, Tiltus, yeah. do you remember Saucens and Pirates? Please tell me I'm not the only Absolutely. one here. Absolutely. Okay, all right. All right. Um, you know what's funny about those two spots specifically, which I feel is a little lacking now that you don't see it as much, was the amount of players that you would run into at these spots because they were some of the best grind spots in the game. I feel like you had... There, you always are running into people pretty much. Um, and that's one thing I don't see as often now with the higher end spots. Um, and I think that's probably somewhat of what made us remember those Two. spots so fondly is because you have massive PVP, massive GVGs that just break out around Saucens. Um, uh, Herman Nurple sticks that so that's, Two that's how I remember. Deep. I just remember so always much, ending up doing PVP over there. It was uh, constant. Yeah, I mean, like, you're absolutely right, but I think that that was partly because there were only two actual grind spots in the whole freaking yeah, exactly. game, right? Like, so like everyone is bottlenecked on the sauces uh -huh. and pirates. Yeah, you're gonna see a lot more of everyone there, and it was miserable. The funny thing was that uh, I remember at Saucens. I mean, homie, uh, people nowadays complain that they don't have enough maids to transfer all their their weight and stuff. I'm like, motherfuckers! I literally grew up in a day and age where the homies would roll up with wagons to their yep. grind spot bro like yep. it just wasn't gonna be a multi-hour grind session until you rolled Two. up with a merchant wagon at sauces you know what i mean or they had multiple different boats and pirates that they would store yep. all of their coins and stuff on it was it was both miserable 
and amazing. It was both miserable and amazing. So like, I, I, I remember the good and the bad. The good, like you said, yeah, there was a lot more PvP back then, but there was also a lot less actual grinding going on. I remember yeah. grinding for 20 hours in a weekend to go from 57 to 58 um, at Elric Shrine because I, I had yep. the gear for Saucens, but just because you had the gear for Saucens didn't yeah. mean you could do Saucens, yeah. right? Because all I of the best players were all there. Of my, uh, most of my like 56, 57, and 58 was done at mains and helms post. Oh my gosh. The mains I couldn't stand, bro. The mob density there just was not high enough for me. I just couldn't do it. <laughs> um, but yeah, weight was like a serious issue back oh, then yeah. with these grind spots. Silver, had... silver had weight. Oh my god. So half I'm your inventory was just silver. Wasn't there three trash out. items at Saucons? Yes, like three yes. different trash yeah. items. There were three different trash items, which is why people brought weapons to the freaking grind spot because you actually just couldn't carry all the weight on your horse, right? I think it was... It was kind of manipulative of them, kind of manipulative. It was super manipulative of them to do that <laughs> early on because like, you know, it's basically, you're forcing players to buy weight. You're forcing players uh, to buy inventory slots because there was also a ton that had to go in your inventories as well. Like there was just all, oh, we think yeah. that we have a lot of random shit now. Oh my God, everything. Uh, and you had to know what each individual item was. It was, it was a nightmare. But because there were only two grind spots in the game, everyone was funneled onto that. So yes, there was more interaction there, but you have this first introduced concept, which I'm trying to get at, where they introduced PVE as all it, all it really is, is you're just one-shotting mobs and moving to the next pack, right? At this stage of the game, mm -hmm. you're just one-shotting stuff, moving to the next pack. At Saucens, you'd literally one-shot a bunch of stuff and then you'd have four other people. I'm not joking. This was party grinding. This was this was party grinding, okay? You would have one guy that had a ton of gear. Usually it was an awakening caster, right? And you would walk, you'd have four other people that I'm gonna call pack mules, okay? And they would just walk behind them with, with all of their pets and just sweep up all the loot behind them because back then you could only have four pets out at a time. Um, yep. And they just didn't really? mix the, yes. Four? What? Yes. I know. Wow. Um, and they what? never, they never gave pets away. They never gave weight away. They didn't give inventory away. Like they, it just, oh, yeah. it was unheard of. It, it was crazy. Um, so now let's pivot over a little bit. So we remember Saucens. We remember um, Pirates. Uh, Jacob, did you start the game with the Valencia? Were the Valencia grind spots good uh, when you started? Yeah. Yeah, Valencia, okay. Valencia was there. I was mostly at um, Nagas and Kagahas until I, I was like 61 or 62. Okay. And then I, I started doing like mansion stuff. I heard people back then uh, party grinded uh, Aukman and History. Is this true? Yeah, way back when, when it first way came out, when it first they, came considered, out. They, didn't, they didn't actually know though the, what we were supposed to do with Aukman and History. We weren't entirely mm -hmm. certain um that the artifacts were necessarily in the game people memed on Aukman and history because they were like end game uh. grind spot um <laughs> like it, like it was a joke but eventually the valencia grind spots did get buffed but like in terms of overall concepts that we see uh while we're grinding what did we see introduced with valencia the only real concept that we saw guys correct me if i'm wrong was that we saw this okay you got to go find a portal in the desert if you want to go to aquaman or history or you got to go way out it basically just gave us options for the same type of grind that we had before did you guys like now i can jake and i can ask you did you like the valencia grind spots where you're going around one-shotting mobs did like what do you fondly remember what do you not so fondly remember well i i can definitely remember um, still one-shotting like gahas and desert nagas 
But, you know, as I started getting more AP, I actually went to, like, Aukman around 220 AP, and it started being a lot more, you know, tanky and a lot more fun. I was an Awakening Witch, right? That was my main. And uh, Awakening Witch did really, really well at Aukman, but not so much at Histria because there was no, like, down attacks and whatnot. But um, that was actually the times when um, uh, you would, like, weave in and out of pre-Awakening and Awakening um, to, to sort of min-max DPS. And it was, and and it was like, good. I, I yeah. love that time. I love mm -hmm. that time. It, was actually, it felt like I was actually playing my class instead of just pressing Voltaic and then moving and walking because you didn't have legs as an Awakening Witch. Yeah, <laughs> you had to put away true. your weapon, by yes. the way. That was the best way to get from point A to point B as an Awakening Witch. You put away your weapon, which was... <laughs> yeah, I, mean, <laughs> well, you, I feel like you still put away your weapon today. Um, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait a wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean you bring up an excellent point. Back then, because there we only had we only have one concept for a grind spot, right? We had uh -huh. exactly one concept. It was one shot mobs, run to the next pack, right? We we didn't have anything. Mm -hmm. The party grinding was not really a thing. Like you could bring so I, my definition of party grinding at this point was I would bring my best friend Note to Crescents with me and we would go on around in a circle. Because mm -hmm. there was too much Crescence. loot. You couldn't you couldn't pick it all up. There was yeah. too much loot. So like you could bring two people with you and both of you could make a good amount of money. Um, yep. So we duo grinded Crescents with each other and then we duo grinded Gahas with each other. I spent a lot of time at Desert Fogans. I didn't really yes, like, like Desert Nagas very much because everyone was at uh, yep. Desert Naga. Oh my goodness. I was, a, I was a Fogan enjoyer. I love Desert Fogan. That's why I did <laughs> I my like, we 59 to 60 and 61 grind was at Fogan's love oh, that yeah. place the reason i loved it was because you could go red and at the time you could use the trina axe bug where you would run faster and Judge the jail Jackson, would the trina axe months, out buddy. so thank you could so run much. through Welcome the jail back, super fast and then you would respawn and if you're red you'd respawn at moy quinn which is literally right over the hill from fogan's so you would just climb over the hill from moy quinn jump back down into fogan's and continue pvping i could get out of the jail oh, in like God. three minutes and be back it was so yes fun. being a red player was a thing we're, yes. we're, okay so you obviously you you tried the red playerness i tried it too jacob yeah. you don't sound like much of a red player have you ever tried I, being a red player? I, I, I don't take that I've been, to, I, I've been to jail before um, but, um, just to experience it, but not like intentionally. I've uh, got the map memorized in the back of my head. I, I still I know so. exactly yeah, how to get I through. You, you, yeah. you know how to get out? Oh yeah. Many oh. times, many times. Um, yep. I remember the first time I went red. Uh, it's one of my more fond memories of video. I was like, okay, how do I go red most efficiently? I was a dark knight. I had 241 HP or AP, which back then was like, you had the that's biggest. A, yeah, that's a lot. Like, oh, yeah. That was a lot of AP, right? I had maneuver on, I was ready to go. Um, and so I remember going to Saucens and I felt like Anakin in the throne room. I walked in and they were like, <laughs> they were like I'm grinding here. And I was like, no, you're not. And they were like, well, he can't kill all of us. And then I activated my lightsaber and I killed all of the new players <laughs> that were grinding and sausage. And immediately negative a million karma. And I remember running around as a, as a red player in the desert felt so much fun. It was a concept oh, yeah. that I think they captured really well with like Moy Quinn um, mm -hmm. and conceptually like being, I used to run across the desert and see players just beating the crap out of each other on yep. some dunes. You know what you I mean? Just randomly. always see really? the, uh, yeah. the notification yes. this player has been sent to jail. Oh my gosh, oh, it was man. constant. I love that. It was constant, yeah, I know. It was, it was a justice boner for sure. Like I, 
absolutely loved the concept of a red player i didn't do it for very long because it became clear that the developers over time just don't they don't like yep. red players yeah. anymore they're like they're not a fan anymore and i, and I understand why yeah i understand why so that's the conversation for another time however <laughs> um in valencia so we all want it's clear that the player base wanted um party grind spots at the time that the valencia mm -hmm. expansion became like the place to grind right like but we just yep. didn't have it yet so the developers tried something new with comma sylvia so now we're going to look over at comma where we see for the very first time we see two introductions two concepts introduced together mm -hmm. uh we see party grinding introduced with the comma sylvia expansion and we see this concept where you can just stand basically in one place and a mm -hmm. totem or something is going to spawn mobs for you so like what are mm -hmm. your guys did you like trees at the time like did you I really love like trees. trees what about guys i things? love trees that was, i spent like a year at trees to be honest that's how i got to like 63 64 yep. um but it, it was actually really good money really good money three-man party grind spot and it's it was pretty chill for the most part unless you stood in a red circle and then you got one shot right. <laughs> but yeah i would remember just spending hours like watching just like series on 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 you know sharing discord um screens to to watch tv series with my friends just three manning it was it was a good time made good money and made a lot of xp as well so i really like what he did with mirror i didn't do too much Gaifen grinding though, upper Gaifen. I wasn't too, I wasn't geared enough for it, unfortunately. Yep. But I, I was, that in was the like, same uh, boat. Uh, I just remember yeah. Gaifen being the place that all the siege drama would happen, and that was what I looked really? for every yes, week. I was man. gonna tell you. I'd be, I'd be sitting there grinding Miramok, trying to get the money to you know get my upgrades and everything. Um, mm. And then I just would always remember just seeing these huge GVGs break out, these huge ganks happen mm. at, at Gaifens from siege guilds. That was when siege was really cut through it was it was wild back then it was the wild yeah. west we're probably gonna have a it whole was. podcast where we honestly talk about the whole history of siege but <laughs> old like, war stories <laughs> yeah during, yeah during the commissary see i was i i had just hit like the okay okay i'm considered geared technically at this point yeah. uh, and so i was able to do gyphons with the big siege groups and the funny thing was i Pretty wasn't sure in a i just had guild. my three month a few days ago i wasn't in a siege at the time so like these big GVG, I'm just like, are we still grinding? Or and everyone's just getting slaughtered around each other and stuff. This is the time when man up was still a thing uh, at the at, at this point. So you have clips being shared on Reddit about like um, uh, Vertex players crouched in bushes, like sneaking up on man oh, up and then yeah. they would just one shot oh, squats God. of the guild. Like it was really cool. But like, as far as the grind zones themselves, it was really cool to actually have grind zones that we had party grinding. The first time, yep. that was so cool to me. I didn't really like trees very mm. much, but I really did like Gyphons. Um, trees was great because I did get to grind with other people, but at that time, I didn't really enjoy it a crazy amount. Um, but like that's comma. It literally took us all the way until comma before we actually got mm -hmm. some grind spots that were different than I'm going to one-shot a pack of mobs, and then I'm going to move on, and I'm going to one-shot the next pack of mobs. This opened up, honestly, like in terms of overall meta PvE-wise, I know Jaycoon touched on it earlier. Awakening Witch really suffered with the early, like, early on in BDO. It's because her pack-to-pack -pack mobility is just not there. Um, so, like, up until a place like Miramok, it doesn't it doesn't surprise me, Jacob, that you liked Miramok yeah, so much. Yeah, I know. Like, you could just put down Red Orb and you're like, oh, my God, they just spawn. Yep. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, there's no more pack-to-pack. -pack. So, the, this was awesome. Now we move forward to... Shurikan. All right, we move forward to Dregan. Okay, Dregan, I hmm. feel like overall we took a step back with Dregan. Yeah. Um, yeah uh, but 100%. like, so 
So there was there was no party grinding introduced in Dregan. We, we got Tashira Ruins, right, which is where dreams go to die. You got Blood Wolves, <laughs> which at the time was just not good at all, um, and yeah, is yeah. also where dreams go to die. And then you had Shere Khan mm-hmm. Necropolis, which is the dark place, Simba. We don't go there, but um, the, the one... <laughs> The one I want to touch on, I mean, they're very different from today's spots. Today, they drop the potion pieces. That's what everyone knows them for. But back then, yeah. they were just, imagine those spots, but without the potion pieces. And every, I know yeah. everyone's <laughs> response would be like, well, why would you grind there? And we're like, same. Like, that. that's exactly what it was. Like, why the hell would I do it? Like, this is stupid. It's different, um, you know? <laughs> right, right. But, like, the spot I want to touch on is Shere Khan Necropolis. Have you guys done day and night Shere Khan Necropolis? Have you guys ever tried the nighttime? I, ha- I have actually got my potion piece from nighttime Sherikons. Um oh, not nice. intentionally like I didn't go to nighttime intentionally it just I was grinding daytime and it just turned nighttime I was like oh I'll hit a few nighttime mobs and then it dropped uh, and I was like whoa okay. All right. literally <laughs> the only person on the whole server that got anything relevant from nighttime Sherikon what a joke what the hell oh, that's ridiculous yeah Deltis what about you uh, I never did nighttime necropolis no it wasn't for me proud of you um it's okay save save yourself buddy um i went there once and i think i hit one mob and i was like nah i'm good left that was the extent of it okay so what about it did you not like uh wasn't didn't you have to invest energy to get the mobs to spawn at the beginning yeah you still do yeah you still do because that's a fun mechanic that's a super fun mechanic for sure we like that um but what about daytime did you try daytime to i've done i've done daytime enough it's 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 fine it's whatever the pack density is a little weird because they're kind of spread out but besides that it was fine it was whatever it just okay. seemed like another spot that dragon to me was a step in between the comma solo spots and the valencia solo spots they just made them they're like yeah. here you go here's some more solo spots of one-shotting mobs good luck it really did feel like a low effort expansion uh yeah. at the time um one of the biggest things i want to look at is Shere Khan. okay so let's talk about the problems with daytime Shere Khan first Daytime Shurikon, I actually think the mob density is like okay there. I think the biggest problem with daytime Shurikon is that the mobs constantly CC you. I still CC, have, yeah, I yeah. still have nightmares of Fedric. Like I actually just can't. <laughs> right? I, that will always be burned. I'm gonna be on my deathbed telling my grandkids, don't go there. Like I, I Fedric literally drove me nuts. He would, he was like the warrior one, and he would just constantly block yep. everything that you did. It was so frustrating. Uh, and then you got to nighttime, and like we touched on, you had to use energy, right? You, yep. you had to use energy yep. to spawn the mobs, which is stupid because energy is a resource. Even back in mm-hmm. Dregan, was kind of a super big deal. Nowadays, kid, kids these days take energy for granted. But back then, energy was super, super useful for gathering yep. and things like this. Like, you needed energy. You mm-hmm. honestly, some people gathered on every single alt just to utilize yep. all of their energy because... There wasn't enough energy in the game yet um, to really get all the life skilling in that you absolutely yeah. needed. Um, I can remember sitting my alts down in the beds and letting them recharge while I was watching YouTube. Because right. they would recharge faster in the beds. So I was like, I'm going to AFK for like an hour. I'm going to swap all my alts real quick. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> screw that. I, I never got that sweaty. I was like, I'll just, I'll just go. It was during, uh, that was during a, uh, um, oh, what's his name? Patrigo event, the Night Merchant uh, guy. Yes. It was oh like 25 energy to roll with them, and I needed Ergons, and the game would not give me Ergons, and so I was just sitting there, bamming energy, trying to get Ergons. Mm-hmm. Never no. got them, by the way. 
Now there's a name I haven't heard in a very long time. <laughs> Patricio and, and Patricio yeah. an event in the same sentence. No kidding. Oh yeah. No kidding. That was a long time like, ago. It's like the developers have forgotten the the night like the the night vendor is actually a thing. <laughs> yeah. Like if you say exist. night vendor to a new about? player, they're like. There's mm -hmm. people definitely that are watching that have no idea who that NPC is. Yeah. So um, never rolled that. All right, we'll fill them in. Fill them in so that they know. <laughs> Oh God. Okay. So the way back in the day, before the central market existed the way it existed now, you would have to put these massive pre-orders up for whatever item that you wanted. And it would just come to whoever mm -hmm. had the highest pre-order. So I remember I bought my first dandy base dandy for 700 mil because that was the pre-order that I had to spend to <laughs> oh, get my dandy. Holy so God. there was an option that you had in the game where you could go to Patrigo and you could roll, you could invest your energy into him and he would roll on this loot table. And all the boss items were on there. All the boss armor was on there. You had hards and sharps. Blackstone. I think some accessories were on there too. And you would just yep. sit there and you would roll and it would cost you 50 energy every time you rolled. And you would roll and his cost on items could be 100 mil for a dandy or it could be 1.1 bill for a dandy. So you would just sit there with all the money you had in the world and you would just sit there and roll. And they did an event where they cut it down to 25 energy to uh, to roll on him. And man, I just sat there and sat there and sat there and rolled because I needed Ergons. I could not get Ergons. I had Muskins and I played DK at the time. So I was like, I need DR. I need yep. to get Tet Ergons. I just sat there and rolled for like a week straight. It was yeah. horrible. I mean, like back then, I get it, it was like, so 50, it could be 50% of the price. Or it could be 400% of the price. Um, <laughs> and, and you were rolling for one specific item, so you would roll. And I just want to keep in mind, guys, remember, energy used to be, like, worth something back then. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Spending 50 energy a roll was like cutting your balls off. To, mm -hmm. to roll for these, for these boss items. I want to go that far. I, but go there's only, but I, there's think, no... I think most people at the time had, like, 350 energy because that was, like, the hard cap with energy at the time. Hard cap, think, yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so, like... And you had way less like character spaces. Yeah, like way less character spaces. Oh, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Also, yeah. your the the best part about the Nightmare was that all of your silver was like. Keep in mind, we didn't have the Magnus yet. We couldn't just universally move. Mm -hmm. and the central <laughs> warehouse God. did not exist. So like, if you saw something that you really wanted, but you did, you're like, oh crap, my money's in Valencia. You could lock the item, and you had 30 minutes. Count it 30 minutes yep. before that item disappeared, and you had to haul asset on your tier six drift instant excel 90, <laughs> 1993 Toyota Corolla in fourth fucking gear all the way to fucking Valencia in time to try to get your item. Like, oh my god, bro, bro, the night vendor. Okay, that's a bit of a tangent, but man, I remember the night vendor. That was crazy. Okay, cool. so the. So back on subject though, back on subject. The Dregan expansion, I think we can all accept it's basically a step backwards. There's they they did try like this pillar grinding, but it's the very first time we see the developers um attempt this kind of boss style PvE, which we're gonna come back mm -hmm. to with the land of a morning light when we get there. Um we saw them attempt the the party grind spots, right? And that we thought that those were really successful their first attempt through. The Gaipins and yep. Miramok were really good their first time through. Going through and one-shotting mobs, really successful every time you did it. You almost just never got tired of it um, until, until you did. Um, but, like, this is the first time we really saw them fail at, like, a PvE attempt. Was this boss-style mechanic where you had to use energy and you were gated. Uh, it's really frustrating, and not very many players use it. Um, 
an interesting thought, but kind of a flop overall. Now we're going to look forward to Odalita in the Mountain of Eternal Winter. We're going to kind of tackle them a little bit together because, see, we see a big evolution in Odalita. Yep. Um, uh, let's handle Odie first. Let's, let's tackle as its own an uh, animal. Um, this is a massive, massive upgrade in PvE. Jaycoon, what do you, what, okay, what was your favorite part of the upgrade for PvE for Odie? Um, Olin's Valley. That's it. <laughs> Valley, three it was like the one that was so it was so different it was and nothing that i've ever experienced before it felt like a like a dungeon boss to be honest just the mechanics of olin's valley where i thought it was such a re interesting and rewarding experience to like he drops the arm down if you fail to kill the arm you don't get any loot right so you right. so you, you benefit from doing all these mechanics and just like if you didn't know, Olin's has actually never changed mechanically since being released in 2020, and people are still finding ways to optimize the grind spot to this day. And people have reached like 5.5k trash back then. I yeah. I, I don't want to say like I pioneered yeah. Olin's or anything, but I was one of the first people to grind Olin's. And back then, 700 trash per hour was Wild. the number to go Wicked, for. baby. The number to beat. By the way. <laughs> Nowadays, you're like, how did we only get... I'm never grinding with you people ever again. If you got 700 trash nowadays. <laughs> so funny. But, um, yeah. Um, the uh, other one was like Turos, right? Turos was a, another. Turos yes, was a little yes. frustrating. I, because um the freaking the leash range was so bad. Oh <laughs> it would just God. like run back all the time, and uh, it definitely was an uh, in uh, a different experience um in terms of like two man grind spots. We it, it, a new experience. Also, the mobs look amazing. Uh, whoever designed the mobs, they were they were great, um and um the the grind for the flame. I, I thought that was a good touch for um. Uh, not relying on RNG most part. Of course, you can get lucky mm -hmm. and just get flame out yeah. right. But you had this uh, f uh, mechanic and uh, function to grind out 100 embers to get the flame that you needed. And I thought that was an interesting way to do a grind spot. To, uh, yeah. It keeps it relevant as well mm -hmm. uh, for a long time. So I think that's yeah, people are really, really important. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, God. It's amazing. 100%. Yeah. I mean, like, it's really good. And, like if you compare it to Dregan, um, other than like before the pots, there was nothing to keep it relevant. But I think Odalita will continue to be relevant even past future expansions, just because of the design of the spot. I think it was a great expansion. Yeah. So, right. Um, Tiltus. Uh, I don't have a ton of experience with Odalita actually. I, That's okay. Uh, I've got this one then. <laughs> You're good. Yeah, at the time, at the time, I had I had dropped out of BDO for the Odalita expansion. Right on. I didn't come back until Mountain of Eternal Winter. Hmm which is another animal entirely. So one thing I want to touch on for Odie, the reason we thought that this expansion was so um, like exceptional um, is that for the very first time, we have this concept. So the developers return to this party grinding that we keep asking for, that we keep requesting so much. We're like, we want more spots like trees. We want more spots like Gyphons, but good, because at this time, Gyphons was terrible. Gyphons, um, yeah. Gyphons had declined into uh, terribleness. Um, but this is the very first time in the game's history that we actually see grind mechanics introduced to a grind spot. As Jaycoon had just touched on, it, before again, it was just kill the mob until it's dead. You know, like just hit it, just DPS it till it's dead. This is the very first time they tried anything that like mechanically might be difficult or that you might have to play around in PvE. I think they were afraid to do it before, but it was so well received. I don't think that's entirely true. Because Star's End came out with the crystals before Odalita. 
But and that was the optimal way to do stars again, in was to always drag the mobs was, to the crystal. But hit the mobs until they're dead. It, it, it really it wasn't yeah. As I much mean yeah, you're you're right. But I think just... they they were already kind of dabbling in what can we do to change grinding? Because when stars in came out, it was like for like a couple of days nobody knew that you got to drag the mobs to the crystals and pull up the crystals and that's how you knock them all down yeah um, yeah it's just it's still it's just like that that kind of a basic mechanic where you walk up and it's just okay all right, i'm just gonna yeah. kill i'm just gonna hit them till they die i'm not versus, disagreeing that it yeah, wasn't no, but, a, a huge I mean, you're right, step that up does i was just technically saying i think they dabbled a mechanic, with albeit a bad one um yeah. so like until this until this time though this is the first time we've seen good party mechanics introduced into the game uh that we really enjoyed and more party grind spots now olin's at the time was basically unreachable for the vast majority of the server with the exception of jaycoon apparently and two friends um <laughs> yeah um like i i remember i couldn't touch it and then they released uh crypt of resting thoughts which at the time was like you're you, you what like there's no <laughs> no one could touch that place i mean i was friends with hope of april at the time who had hard cap gear uh at the time and he couldn't even get crypt done at the time so like there just wasn't enough stats yet in the game but like that was an interesting concept we have thornwood introduced where it's as like a solo grind spot you have like the dark knight spawning and all of them kind of rush in and you have these grind events starting like they start favoring these grind events more and more and these mechanics more and more and basically every single grind spot no delita is just a slam dunk like it's just an, a, a massive slam dunk for us and we see a bunch of new concepts introduced now let's pivot over to mountain of eternal winter what new stuff did we see uh in mountain of eternal winter that we liked so much tiltus you didn't get to talk on Odie so much so what'd you see in mountain of eternal winter that you liked so much uh I didn't. I didn't grind in Mountain of Eternal Winter. I just played the game. <laughs> Look, I am a PVP through grind, and through. Man. All right. <laughs> all right, Jake. What did you? Blue's see? gonna lose I, it. I, Blue's I, gonna lose it. <laughs> Jake, what did you see in Mountain of Eternal Winter? Jade, uh, Jade Starlight Forest was um, actually the, the really the only spot that um, felt like a good grind spot. I personally thought Arethia's Limbo. Uh, Murwak's Labyrinth and Zavir Heightlands were crap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the, the worst you're looking for is um, I think they were trying something with Aretha's Limbo. I really think they were trying something, but it did not execute very well. Uh, I, I really did like the concept of Murawak's Labyrinth where you had these different oh, rooms God, and yeah. the more people grinding in the different rooms would spawn the boss better and then you all collectively uh, go to the boss room together and kill the boss, get loot, repeat. But um, that didn't turn out so well. It wasn't really good money-wise. Um, I'm not too sure how they could fix the grind spot, if they should fix the grind spot at all. And Zavir Highlands, um, I don't think anybody really talks about Zavir Highlands, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's, it's, um, yeah, no, nobody, it's kind of a forgotten nobody, it's spot. Still, it's still rough, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's one of the spots in yeah. the zone. Uh, okay, so there's a couple of concepts introduced here. First of all, I just want to say I love Miramok, Mirawak Labyrinth. Uh, as somebody that was being hunted avidly by Black Rose because I was in Vertex, I loved Mirawak's Labyrinth, bro. Like, I, <laughs> let me out, man. Like, they just keep killing me, bro. Like, it was a nightmare. Um, but like, so you get this Mirawak Labyrinth as Jaycoon touched on. So there's six people in six different rooms, all grinding separately, but toward a common goal. And then you all come together to fight the boss. I think that that was really cool. It was a good concept. Mm. And I think that the reason it flopped was not because it was a failed mechanic, but more more so because it just didn't make a whole lot of money. And if you don't make something mm. work a whole lot of money, video players are just not going to do it. Um, yep. Yeah. So like, 
Mirrorhawks kind of fell to the wayside, but that is a brand new mechanic that we saw. And what? I'm sorry. What's the name of the? What? What's the name of the other? The um, the one that nobody grinds at. Jake, what's the, what's the Wait, name of the? It's uh, Winter Tree Fossil or Zavir Highlands. The, yeah, I know it is the, the Winter Tree Fossils. That's right. So the Winter mm -hmm. Tree Fossils. This is the first time, and, th and then they changed Sakaya Upper at the time too. This is when they shifted mm -hmm. Sakaya Upper. Um, and this Severe Highlands, this Winter Tree Fossils. You don't need a loot scroll anymore to grind at these locations mm -hmm. um right and that's a new concept for us too and and honestly that's when we kind of saw pa right around odie into um like right around odalita into mountain of eternal winter is when we see pa stop the words i'm going to use are money grabbing but like they start catering to players that maybe want to play the game a little bit more for free um than the rest of us you know what i mean like he's putting it nicely uh, yeah like i mean like they start handing us tier four pets they start they introduce the concept of mm. tier five pets eventually they give it to you basically they could have monetized yeah. t5 pets all day and we would have spent the money and we would have liked yeah. we would have liked it right <laughs> yeah. but like I, yeah but like they went this free to put like they start handing us maids left right and center they start handing us pets left right and center uh inventory uh we see weight like uh i don't know they haven't really done much with weight but actually they have they made everything way, way less, less weight. Way, less. Oh, yeah. way, way less weight. Silver obviously has no more weight. That happened back in Kama. We forgot to touch on that. Um, the potions way, like, way less. Like, trying to manage all that stuff. We get the fairies introduced. Um, and those, over time, they've handed us free uh, fairy reroll coupons and stuff, too. So, like, mm -hmm. we see this transition toward, okay, more of a, like, you can play BDO and not spend thousands of dollars on the game like previously because i think they realized that they were losing a lot of players both to the the concept of their pve grind and to this like monetization this over monetization uh of their game right so um at this I point we've that. got yeah. yeah we've got mirror walks labyrinth we've got the introduction uh the introduction of places without loot scrolls like the idea of grinding without loot scrolls and then we have jade starlight forest which is it's a, it's a slightly it's a tweak it's a tweak so they liked turos they did that they, they liked turos a lot but the flame at turos drops much more frequently and then um the embers drop um more frequently as well so like both drop more frequently but then they were like okay we're gonna tone this down for the mountain of eternal winters so like we're, we're only gonna let them have one or two flame um uh, one or two embers an hour and we're gonna let them have one flame every 50 to 100 hours on average, as opposed to Turos, which I would say you're getting three to five embers an hour, and then you're getting a flame. I guess the flame's more rare at Turos. You're getting a flame like once every hundred to two hundred hours, typically at Turos. I mean, some people are different, but mm -hmm. like, so they changed up the drop rates a little bit, but it's basically a throwback to what we saw before, and that flame thing worked. We liked that mechanic. The PVE uh, lords absolutely loved that. They could go grind for their gear progression, and it got people to be really active. We also see the introduction of artifacts at the time. And yep. to be honest with you, I think that the artifacts were the best. Uh, you guys, tell me if you think that there was a better um, gear, like gear type introduction into the game. I, I don't know how to phrase it. Like when they add gear to Is the that... game, we see like right now, we're going to touch on the Dev Rocket earring later. Um, but like when they add gear to the game, we see it usually as one gear piece at a time, or we see it as one... Um, like group of gear at a time and, and or we add more coffers or we do the like the okay it's just yeah. another dead god the artifacts is the first thing where they actually let us customize our characters like we could like yeah. there were all these options mm -hmm. and it got everyone playing at 
every grind spot in the game. I thought that that oh, was yeah. so perfectly I, I really designed. Like that, like that literally, I think that they nailed it. They got everyone grinding, basically every grind zone in the game, at least for a little while, to get the yeah. artifacts they wanted. Then they had to go get all the light stones they wanted to, just like mix and mash, and then they can use different artifacts and different light stones for every situation. I mean, nowadays, how many different art, like, I, I could equip four, I could play for four hours and equip six different artifacts um, yeah. setups um to kind of get me through those four hours and i think that that was super cool and it added a dynamic to pve grinding that just felt really good um even as a veteran player or even as a new player that helped you grind uh, i don't know jake how'd you feel about artifacts i think that was the first time they've added like an equipment slot to the game right everything yeah. beforehand yeah, since you know, then. yeah. Right? Uh-huh. uh-huh since then since, first time in the game since awakening uh, i think it was a re- yeah. again as you touched on I, I think it was a really good way to add a customization for the character and i think they've made this system um how do i word it it's like they can expand upon it in the future they built yes. it from the ground so that you can expand in the future and i'm really excited to see any new lightstone combinations and artifacts that come in the future i was like hoping for maybe class specific lightstone combinations in the future maybe like um uh, something that you know maybe your voltaic does 10 percent more damage or something like that as an example oh, of class specific lightstone yeah. uh, combinations and so uh, I'm really excited for what they have in stores for us in the future. I don't think they talked about any lightstone things um, in the new expansion, but maybe maybe they'll add some in the future. So, yeah. I don't um, think they've touched on that system in a while, but it's a good system. Yeah, I mean, like their 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 energy is occupied elsewhere at the moment, and as we know with Pearl Abyss development, they can do exactly one thing at a time. Now they they handle they. Handle, <laughs> In fair, to their credit, the thing that they're working on is amazing, typically. Like, whenever they release it, it's it's freaking awesome lately, Um, the last couple of years or so. Um, But, like, they can only handle one thing at a time, bro. Do you want balance in PvP, or do you want a new expansion? Take your pick, because you can't have both. Um, (laughs) Like, (laughs) so, like, all right. So now we've kind of gotten through this this idea. So we started, remember, guys, when we started, Saucins and Pirates, it was, I'm going to one-shot the pack. I'm going to move to the next group of mobs. I'm going to one-shot the next pack, right? And our biggest complaint with that re- or that kind of style of grinding was, okay, there's not enough places to grind. There's too many players and not enough places to grind. It's really stale. Then they introduced Valencia, and Valencia is basically just the same thing, but with more grind zones. So, like, yep. you're, you're all more grind zones. Thomas Sylvia is where we first see this party uh, grinding introduction, and we all absolutely love it. Dregan ended up being a bit of a step backwards, but it was their very first attempt at like a boss style grind. Flopped, but hey, you give them credit for trying on that. Um, and then we move on to Odie, which was a massive success. I think it was their best PvE expansion to date. Um, as we discussed, as we introduced a lot more mechanics to the game, like fun PvE mechanics to the game. Uh, we didn't talk about Elvia, so let's touch on Elvia a little bit because I've handled it kind of expansion by expansion. Uh, do you guys like grinding uh, Serenia versus Calfion Elvia? Why or why not? Tell us, why do you choose to grind Elvia? Uh, well, I don't anymore because you just make more money at uppies. But uh, don't you dare call when... it uppies! Don't you dare! <laughs> don't uppies, you dare! Um... Kiwi right now is gonna is laughing her butt off, man. I told that woman that that was never gonna catch on. It was stupid, and now everyone calls it uppies. It's unbelievable! <laughs> unbelievable! 
Now, anyway. I really liked the Serenia spots when they came out. I thought they were enjoyable because all of a sudden the mobs that you had, you know, Ash for no back. reason. I don't know. Like, it's a, okay, all right. Welcome back. Here welcome we go. Back. All right. So anyway, as Stiltus was saying, we took these old grind spots that just were basically useless, just dead content in the game, mm -hmm. and they made them into useful stuff, right? Like the mm -hmm. things that players actually want to go do. Uh, Jaycoon, I don't think you, you don't really grind LDA very much, right? I mean, like you I, do I used to. Patrols. I did. I, I grinded it a lot, actually. And oh, okay. when it first released back in 2020, like orcs was my life. Orcs was, <laughs> orcs was my life. <laughs> I really love the concept that they added this um, sort of like power up mechanic, like for 10 mm -hmm. minutes. Um, and you also got this like f brand new skill for the, they never reused this skill oh, anymore. Oh yeah. Apparently in, in Calfio and Elvia, you can't use the Elvia skill, which was kind of lame. Cause I actually really, really loved wait, the awakening wait, really? uh, exclusive skill. Yeah, in Calvin Elva, you can't use it when you, when you get the buff. You can only use it when Serendia Elvia, which was kind of lame. <laughs> what? And yeah, yeah. No way! It, it, I didn't even crazy. know that. <laughs> what? Why did, would they do did that? Did you use Did you use the Elvia skill very much? Yeah, I mean, like um, when I was. Oh my god! It was how witch. Yeah, got it just one shot everything, bro. which was yeah, amazing. Like, it was great. Like, <laughs> but I guess it maybe did not want that in Calvin Elvia, so they. <laughs> I, I, I hope they, they do add it and in future Elvia expansions. I'm assuming there's going to be future Elvia expansions past Calfion, but um, I hope they bring back that new exclusive mechanic because that was like my, one of my most favorite parts about Elvia is having this power-up mechanic. You get a brand new skill and it's just a good time to grind and you make a lot of money before they nerfed it. And then you... Trini, thanks for that resub, sister. Yeah. 21 months. Yeah, Love you. I liked the Elvia spots. I thought it was a good way to bring life back into the old spots mm -hmm. that we hadn't touched in years literally years yeah. um like um yeah so i like i just wanted to touch on it a little bit they basically just they took all of these mechanics um and they just added more of them right for for solo grinding there was no like yes there were attempts at group grinding but imps i don't know imps Imp i didn't i didn't really like imps uh <laughs> imps was nice because it was you only needed one person so yeah i like that duo in. grind i just didn't like yeah. that like the leashing it was kind of clunky and it just didn't feel yeah. like it worked all the time it's kind of annoying um but yeah okay so we've touched on basically everything at this point um and we've seen kind of this pve evolution over time now let's transition to the mountain of eternal winter i mean um to the land of the morning Whoa. light <laughs> yeah, okay. the land of the morning light okay so we saw in the dev note they have confirmed now we we saw it before they're going towards this boss style grinding and to me mm -hmm. god i hope it's not like shirikon was like the first thing through my head right like because their first attempt at this crashed and burned i want to hear what you guys like are you excited about it are you concerned about maybe some of the aspects here we'll start with tiltus tiltus yeah, what do you think um, about this so if you had told me uh, let's let's i'm gonna group this together for just a second if you had told me this without dungeons being in the game i'd have told you it flopped because none of their bosses have any kind of good mechanics in the game so far there's a few here and there but I, the dungeons are where like at, if if i hadn't played the dungeons two weeks ago and had this conversation i'd be like it's gonna flop it's useless that's dead content on arrival <laughs> um after doing the dungeons and actually seeing that they're capable of making bosses that are actually engaging and require you to use brain power and work as a, a group to kill uh i'm totally down for it i think it, i think it's gonna do phenomenal actually i'm really excited about okay about uh, it. excuse me jacob what do you think 
Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> the, of course, the dose was so like, exciting. No, so no. PV Endgame is my life. So <laughs> this is like the one thing that I've always wanted is some sort of... A, also, did you know they're adding leaderboards to these bosses? Yes, yeah. I saw that. I saw yes. I'm like, yeah, I'm I definitely love stuff going like to. that. Yeah, and there's like PV... There was like the PVP leaderboards with Arena of Solaire. I was like, oh, yeah, PVP. But this this is my jam. This is my jam. I'm so excited to, you know, start. Maybe I'll be at the top. I don't know. Just I'm going to be trying hard for these leaderboards. So uh, I'm curious to see what kind of mechanics they it's, it's coming out tomorrow. So I... I kind of like spoiling myself, so I'll probably be watching a lot of Korean streams and see what the bosses no. has in store for us. So, <laughs> yeah. so this may this <laughs> may come excited. with with just my gaming history, but I've mm -hmm. gotten to the point now, uh, especially after Elden Ring. Elden Ring, I'm gonna tangent for just a second. Elden Ring spoiled mm -hmm. me on this. I went into Elden Ring completely blind. I'm a huge FromSoft mm -hmm. fanboy, and I had so much fun not knowing anything about it. I refused to watch videos. I refused to watch streams yes, or anything, I and I too. figured everything out myself. And I had such a good time with it that now I'm just like. No, I'm not going to watch any Korean. I'm not going to watch a single video about it outside of the teasers. I'm like, no, I want to go into it blind and actually just do it for the real the first time and have fun with it. I think figuring stuff out is so much fun in games and rewarding. That's my favorite no, thing yeah, 100%, about expansions. 100%, yeah. yeah, it's just going in and figuring stuff out. Okay, so you guys touched about all the good things that we're going to see in the land of the morning light. You're very excited about it. I'm also excited too, but I'm very hesitant um, because they released mm -hmm. that one it's going to be weekly gated uh and i know there's some very strong feelings in the community about this from some of it's our content so... creators who shall remain nameless um but like so there's some very strong feelings about gating the pve boss grind mechanics to like weekly stuff that you can only do so many times right and mm -hmm. adding leaderboards to it I... Let's touch on let's touch on this first. What do you guys think about making them weekly things? Especially Jacob, you're the biggest like person. You love the dungeon. You you love yeah. the dungeon, and this is the closest thing we have to this is the dungeon. Do you like the fact that the dungeon is gated as a weekly, or would you rather have like I? Okay, so I like the fact that you're not you don't feel pressured to constantly grind it. I know a lot of people will be like, oh, I wish I could keep grinding the dungeon Family for good money. For months, but I kind of like how it, it gives us this like good weekly reward that I'm not obligated to constantly run and run. I can just do my one weekly dungeon for the run of the day. And then I get, you know, all this good loot, potentially, potentially good loot. And um, in terms of this, I think it might be a little bit different. Um, I think a lot of people are concerned with the weekly time gate because people want to do things now and not right later now. Yeah. and so for people who are like hardcore and stuff in the game um that might be that will be a concern for them and then for people who um might not be playing as much then maybe that's a good thing for them because i know a lot of my viewers they always say oh where can i grind most efficiently since i only have like one to two hours to grind a day or maybe every couple days and so maybe this system might be more beneficial for them and so maybe the the devs are trying to tailor more to those kinds of people because uh, maybe those are the more majority right the majority are casual and there's less hardcore people etc cetera, etc cetera. So i think that's what they were trying with this system i don't know if it's gonna work though we'll see so <laughs> i will say that most games their some of their upper end pve content is gated and that's fairly normal wow raids mm. are weekly gated Destiny is weekly gated. Um, I'm the blues. Blues already shaking, wagging his uh, finger. <laughs> oh, let him talk. Let him talk. Let him talk. Let him talk. 
<laughs> um, I don't think it's necessarily going to end up being a problem. I think that if I think PA is moving more towards PVE, and I think if it becomes a problem, that there's a better chance of them fixing it and making it, you know, multi multi kills per week or something like that. Um, I don't want to see them uncap it entirely. I think that would be. I think you're just going to get a bunch of people always running the bosses nonstop because, you know, they make the most money doing that. Um, I think it's better to have some kind of, maybe you get your three kills or four kills or five kills or whatever a week and, and then you're done. Um, I don't want to see them completely uncap it. Okay. Um, all right. So one thing I want to touch on is that you you're, you compared our PVE to Destiny and like Lost Ark and, and some of the other games um, who have this weekly gated content. And I would argue that that's the worst part of those games. That's literally the worst oh, really? part of those games. Oh. Yes. Like we, BDO is the pioneer of grind. Like this is like this BDO has really mastered making grinding feel, uh, what's the word? Uh, like meaningful and rewarding. And the fact that you can do all, basically all the content of the game as many times as you want is a big part of the game. I mean, I remember I was giving an orientation to some of our new players in Reforged and they're like, we heard this game was grindy, and I was like, yeah, it's, re it's really grindy. They were like, no, 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 no. We know a thing or two about grind. We play Destiny 2. <laughs> and I, I almost fell out of my chair laughing at them. I, I honest to God, I, I, I was laughing, so I was like, oh, my sweet summer children. No, this is, this is a good <laughs> grind game. Like, like, gating your content behind, um, like, weekly... <laughs> that stuff like you're just limiting people to okay and, and you end up with this this narrow mindset where a player logs in just to do their weeklies and then closes the game um so like i'm not saying that that's necessarily what's going to happen here it didn't necessarily happen with the dungeon but people like jaycoon would be much much happier if their dungeon content weren't as weekly gated you would also have a lot mm -hmm. more silver but that honestly and that would be okay <laughs> with the rest of us um mainly because he's hard capped here he can't go anywhere um but like, <laughs> making money off of PvE is not a bad thing, and doing it differently than grinding is also not a bad thing. We don't dislike that. We also don't want to see the game gated around weeklies. I've seen this before, where like, how many of us hated doing our pen daily for our pen crescent? Like, the, or, our, <laughs> or our pen narc. We hated doing that. Like, we, basically just dragging your feet every day to get this weekly done, or to get this daily done. Right? It's just, it, it felt so miserably monotonous after a while. People just don't like doing it. The T10 is another good uh, example of this. People don't like doing that every day either. And if you feel like you have to do that content, I don't know, I feel like you could turn a lot of players off. So it's going to be delicate. I think that if they make their awards too high and then they gate it, like people like Jaycoon are going to want to do this stuff all the time. And if they gate <laughs> it, then you can't. And, and like, that's what you want to be doing. Let hit, like, let players like Jay do this more frequently. Just maybe you tone down the rewards after a while, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, that's an option. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it ends up panning out. But the second thing I want to touch on that you guys didn't really touch on is that this is instance grinding. There's no way, they haven't explicitly said it, but there's actually just no oh, way that this works. Oh. Yeah, there's no way that this works without, uh, without it being instance um, is my thoughts on this. And I think very mm. critically here, you're, you're tanking the amount of PVP that is able to happen is this a good thing? If if you can't PvP players um, while they're PvEing, is that a good thing? This is controversial as hell, but like, Jacob, uh, Jacob, let's, let's, let's field you first because I know Tilt so, is going to have thoughts okay, on Okay, so 
in terms of um so i was an awakening witch for five years and i feel like i've been traumatized like, for a very long time no more. No by more. grab classes etc etc so i am leaning more towards uh less pvp um while pveing so that's i'm yeah that's that's i'm i'm on that side of the fence uh so <laughs> i like this to be honest um but me okay fun fact about me i was so close to being a lawn main i actually started the game with lawn released i made a lawn but i couldn't play her because it was pre-creation week so I, I had to play something else in the meantime and it was witch and i just ended up loving witch more but i felt like if i was a lawn player i would feel a lot different because I, I feel like I would have been would. a more toxic person. Oh, yeah, to you be would. <laughs> if it was a lawn main. I feel like I've been humbled by playing Awakening Witch. You're, you're thinking of Noosa <laughs> players. Yeah. Oh, um, really? <laughs> yeah, otherwise known as Yasuo mains. Um, but tell us, oh. what do you think about like uh, the instance grinding? No more PvP. Uh, dude, I'm going to keep it a dollar. Uh fucking open world content is is dying it's not it's it's not popular anymore most open world gbgs last for 10 minutes at the most and then they're done um yeah, most of your open world content you get at fucking garmoth when garmoth spawns before and after um so i just don't think i don't think anything is going to change if they instance the bosses I think it's your, your open world is already pretty much gone for the most part. Very few times. You know the last time I asked somebody to DFS? You know what happened? You got turbo. They said No, they said, Oh, you're good, I'll just swap. And they went to a different channel and I was like, Bro, <laughs> I went to fight. Good job, buddy. Like, I was Duo. ready. Duo. <laughs> like um now I just flag up on people when I see them in the open world because I'm like, if I want the spot, I'm just, I'm not even going to I'm just going to oh, take no. it. Because that's better behavior, bro. I don't think, like, oh, no. bro, I literally, there's something inside me that, like, comes a lot. It's like the demon inside. If somebody just comes in flagged up onto my rotation and I die, I'm an awakening. I don't care. Okay, now, now, but now I'm pissed because you handled this poorly because you don't have basic social skills. I'm going to come back and I'm going to make sure if I can't grind, you're not going to grind either. Okay, like it's, both of us can play at this game. I grew up in history. You have no idea. In history, they would come in flagged and I would just take off my gear. I'd be like, take me. And then, like, they, 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 they would kill me, back on and, and then I would stand up, put all my gear on, perfume, drought, everything, turbo them with Fisher Wave, and be like, I'll see you in 30 minutes, Chief. Like, have a good one. Like, I, I don't mind DFS. It's I don't like it when people flag and run out of my rotation. <laughs> But oh, like... that's that's I I enjoy that the most. But I'm also like a Dark Souls player that enjoys ganking people while they're trying to get to the boss with their summons. So okay, so um, you like this this oh, idea no. of open world? So, here's yeah, the thing. that's that's the style of PvP I like to do. I like I like to do, jump in and do dumb stuff like that. But the thing is, is that open world is mostly dead at this point. So instancing the bosses, I don't think is gonna change. I don't. It's it's whatever. It just further puts the nail in the coffin for open world. I think. I I think that just because some player like there's okay it's dying there's not as many people that enjoy open world content doesn't mean that there's no players that enjoy open world content and bdo oh, I, mean, is, I love open world content it's just BDO not is, as fun as it used to be 
Videos founded as a game is something that like every single player, no matter who you are, every single gamer can find something in BDO that they absolutely love. And for those players that just want to run around and kill people all day, I think that this this is just not a great thing. Now, uh, my chat brought up a very good point because it's weekly gated. People will have to come grind at normal grind spots. But here's the thing. You do your weekly gated grind spot. Then you come back and you get your hour a day grinding uninterrupted on LV or whatever the hell you want to do. Right? Like you're basically just killing open world pvp there and i don't really like that very much and i also i also understand now why they're trying to do like this weekly gated content is probably because they're honestly trying to to make it accessible like they're trying to like at least make it reasonable for open world players that still want to open world pvp because honestly nothing brings the top end siege guilds or the top end pvp guilds in the game together more than a new expansion because everyone is grinding at the same spots for like mountain of eternal winter for example unless you were at mirrorwalk's labyrinth at the jade starlit forest there's just swaths there's like 10 br running around just beating the shit out of everyone and then there's like fifth there's like a platoon of 15 <laughs> vertex going server to server for them and they're beating the crap out of everyone and the chomis are just not doing any pvp because no one wants to fight them um but, the, <laughs> but, <laughs> but like oh so specific and so right on the, <laughs> right, nail, like, you hit the nail on the head with that one yeah, no. joe calls the gbg and only half the people show up because like the second a third joe nation member shows up you're like well we're out um we're but out. like the new expansions are some of like that's the time when open world pvp comes to life most of the time that's when you get the most gbgs that's when some of my best experiences with gbgs are fighting over like the resources of trying to grind around this new expansion to try to get my flame or or whatever like turos gbgs or mountain of eternal winter the, the jade led forest gbgs and so i think them taking that aspect of the game away is really going to kind of destroy the magic of the new expansion for some of the higher level players in the game now i'm hoping that that pve content is good enough that we kind of overlook this a little bit but like mm -hmm. i don't and I, and I hope that the, the next calpheon ball instead of just saying okay well we don't we don't care about open worlders anymore we don't give a crap about that i would like to see them rework it a little bit i would i would like them instead of maybe just take yeah sure you could take away open world content but like then you add something like server wars to the game um oh yeah right like like rework it a little bit so that we don't feel as bad about you making instance content is kind of a big deal so like just speaking uh for some of the pvpers there kind of a big deal now the third okay so we've talked a lot about the pve stuff does it do you guys want to say anything more about these these uh bosses now oh one thing um, jaycoon these leaderboards you said you wanted to see more leaderboards what what do you want to see leaderboards in in pve so I, I I think I wanted to see it more in something like the dungeons. I'm so yeah. um, I no had this way. like conversation Jacob, with what's... a friend the other day about how because um, he he's, he was an avid World of Warcraft player and in World of Warcraft they had this system called like Mythic Plus, mm -hmm. which basically scaled the dungeon up. And I would have loved to see something like that in in BDO. And I know BDO has a really good job does a really good job of like making old content relevant again and i feel like adding scaling dungeon content in the game would continuously like get players more oh yeah competitive towards doing the dungeons week. more mm -hmm. yeah where and so it, more leaderboards should be added to the game mm -hmm. and I, I did notice that as we got more gear a lot of the mechanics started being skipped 
And so if there was scaling dungeon, then we couldn't skip the mechanics. We have to do it properly. And even like like maybe adding brand new mecha mechanics when we got to a certain difficulty, that would be that would be great to, um, you know, reinvigorate the dungeons. I don't know how many more dungeons are going to come in BDO. I hope there's going to be more than four because the next one is supposedly the last dungeon of Adaraxian. And so um, I can't wait to see what's in store for us in the future. We'll see. So. Um, Tiltus, I know you wanted to talk a little bit about this. Um, so this idea that we're, we're moving away from, so for seven years, we have played BDO in a world that the only real end game in BDO, no way around it, was PvP. Um, oh, yeah. And now we're looking at, is this a correct take on how to do end game PvE content compared to other games? Is this, is this the correct way to kind of start approaching it? Go ahead. Um... Dude, it's oh. gonna be. Uh, what would you rather see is... instead? If you, if you if you feel like there's something they could do better instead, what would they what could they be doing instead? It's so weird because, like, I'm a veteran PvP player. I've, that, that's that was the whole reason I pretty much started playing the game. You know, after I grinded, I jumped into uh, Node War Guild. I have done Node Wars ever since. I've shot called for. God knows how long. It's why I'm bald. Um, so, like, Same. I want there to be more PvP in the game. Um, I think it's, like, it was it was what BDO was kind of, like, built upon. was, like, this game of, like, open world PvP. PvP's always on. You, you know, you have these huge GBGs. You have all this these PvP mechanics. And now things are slowly transitioning to PvE. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Um... They just really they need to be really careful that they strike a good balance and that because PvP players are probably the most dedicated players to the game, I would say. Yeah. No, one hundred percent. No, that's not even yeah. that's one hundred percent true. Like we we are the people that sit here and grind countless hours for dumb stuff. Um, you know, we min max everything we possibly can. We spend the most time organizing and structuring everything, running guilds to be, you know, um pvp dedicated you know running pvp trials and all this crap um so there definitely needs to be a good balance i don't want to see them get rid of pvp uh open world entirely even though it seems like that's kind of the direction that we're moving um i think if they're going to instance the bosses the pvpers need something besides a two-month aos give us something i want to see something more for pvp to balance it out because like when aos is active you have a bunch of pvpers that only do aos and that's why they play the game they log in they play aos they grind the crap out of it um and they they don't grind as much you know but they're on the game so the, the flip same side is you have, the same can be said and, in Wars, but go ahead yeah um and then you flip side that you have pve the thing is, is that you can do pve anytime uh, you can do the dungeons anytime that you want as long as you have a group you can grind anytime that you want uh, You can grind with a group as long as you have a group you can do the bosses uh, You know, it's it seems like it's gonna be weekly gated or whatever um, But you could do this content at any time. There's no There's no, you know turn off switch for the dungeons. Okay guys. It's 11 o'clock at night. We're turning off the dungeons um, Like there is for PvP um, and you know aos is only last like what two months yeah how long um, the season is two months uh, um, i don't know how long and, it actually lasts for 
I think it's two months. It's two or three months. Yeah, somewhere in that right. ballpark. Yeah, it sounds about right. And then uh, Node War is, you know, this window. You have this time. And this is when you get to do your PvP, uh, organized PvP. So I think if they're going to instance bosses, I would like to see them provide something to the PvP players that we can congregate around. I... Um, yeah, so... There's a problem so I don't know what this. that something is, yeah. but something. There's a problem here because the problem is... We are in the vast minority of players. Although PvPers, oh, yes, yeah. they're generally the most active players in the game. Um, that play the game at a most like min-max level. We're also like the least amount of people. So part of the reason we're seeing this this transition to PVE, part like they they used to cater to us all the time. We have Node Wars, we have Siege, we have AOS, we have open world GBGs, we have the Karma system. You can technically go red and all this stuff. Like so, yeah, some of these systems are kind of outdated. However, they have made the game for the first like four or five years is has been based around pvpers and pvpers have gotten their way but see i think that they gave pveers like more and more uh over the years and now they're realizing oh my god there's so many more pveers in the game if we just give them what they want instead yeah, of pvpers I... we have so many more players like um and more people playing the game helps the pvpers so i'll be honest i actually don't think that they're going to be working on pvp content i mean we'll see I don't think they're going to be working yeah. on any necessarily big PvP content because, like, they five years of all PvP content. It's only been like the last two years or so that they've really tried to develop like later game PVE stuff. Um, yeah. And I honestly, think there's I like they that. have ideas of stuff they've already brought up that would be enjoyable for PvPers. Um, I think they should they should tackle. I think you know the ten v ten game mode uh, Thornwood Castle would be fantastic. It's a nice start. Well, that's PVE and PVP. That's like Gambit yep. from anyone that doesn't know what yeah. you're talking about. Oh, that's fine. I'm just, good with that. Do that. Yeah, Do something. It's just like um, Gambit from um, Destiny 2. Yeah, Destiny. Um, uh, I think a 5v5 AOS would be awesome. I think just a straight 1v1 AOS would be dope as well. And then a casual and ranked mode also allow us to play with our fucking friends. I think it's dumb that we can't. Um, there, I, there are things I think they could do that would just help pvpers in general that they've already talked about yeah in the what, past so what if they like introduce i like the pve and pvp game mode i'll touch on it a little bit so players know what we're talking about we're talking about thornwood castle which is just south of the odalita expansion was this castle that was going to be like this 5v5 or 10v10 game mode where you had to work together as a group of 10 players to try to get through these pve objectives but you could get like portals into the other team's like stuff and you could send a player over and he could like pvp all the enemy players and try to slow yep. them down and slow their objectives down so you have this mix of pve and pvp content coming together i think the reason they stopped development on that is because they saw that gambit um in destiny 2 was kind of a failure um yeah and so and because they modeled the dungeon after destiny 2 i know they were looking at gambit part of the reason oh, they yeah, were looking absolutely. at yeah part of the reason they were looking at releasing it in the first place was because Destiny is a lot like BDO, uh, grind-wise, mm. but BDO just does it better, uh, in our opinion, obviously, anyway. But, like, yeah, that <laughs> that kind of concept would be really, really cool to see. Well, it, we'll see in the coming, uh, in the coming yeah. months to see how they mm. kind of address the PvP versus PvE situation. Let's move on to our next topic here that I'm going to let Jay kind of open us up on. Nebaraka Earrings. Jay. Deborah oh. Rocca. Deborah Yes. <laughs> so, it's a brand new earring with this interesting three set effect. Uh, if you guys don't know, um, 
the Debrecca earrings are, in my opinion, the best accessories in the game. Um, <laughs> um, some some people would beg to differ because there's you know different options. You and know, they would be wrong, but that's okay. Go ahead. Uh, they would be wrong, yeah. <laughs> but uh, they, they have. Uh, I think the earrings are set at 19. 19. Um, I just wanted to talk about that stat line. What did what do you guys think about the 19 AP stat line? Do you think it should have been more? or a different stat line what some people were saying it should have been discos without the db oh sorry i forgot to talk about it. so the three status effect is plus 10 hidden ap and three percent crit damage for wearing three different deborah different deborah sorry is it different no just yes. three deborah three deborah uh, accessories. accessories correct yeah it doesn't yeah, have sure. to be different accessories mm -hmm. and so um i do think that's going to make it better than distos if you do have deborahs but they're very hard to acquire in the first yeah. place so um yeah, the, the um, 1980s hotline. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, I'll, I'll I'll pick it up while he while he updates mm -hmm. himself. But like, so I don't like look. Look, I didn't like that we went towards this this gear model where like, okay, this is mm -hmm. the best gear path. Like hands down, you can't. Yeah. Uh, like I I like having gear options. That's why the artifact system was so engaging yeah. and fun. Uh, was that you had yeah. different options? But like we see this in the dead god armor. Like, bro, it's like, okay, well, it doesn't matter which one you go. You're just going to get the C10 and turn it into the the dead god anyway, and that's the best mm -hmm. in slot. There's there's no way around it. I don't, I don't like that, and I think that pushing accessories in this direction, that is objectively the best in slot. You need to wear at least one of them. Ideally, you would wear the mm -hmm. Debo neck, the Debo belt, and one Debo earring. But, like, that's going to be objectively mm -hmm. the best. It's like, you basically have to do that. As an endgame capped player, you can't go two pendistos. It just doesn't make any sense. You're talking about mm -hmm. trading its four total AP, right? Um, yeah. At the point where you're yeah. going for pendistos, the brackets are like, like, you hit a bracket, you get two extra hidden AP. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, like, even if that four, let's say you're wearing two distos, two pen distos, so you have mm. four total sheet AP over somebody that was wearing a devo. You're even if you hit a bracket there, you got six total AP. Like like that that's it. Mm. Like so whether it's sheet or not is irrelevant. Then with versus the devo, you've got sure you've got two less sheet AP, but you've got ten more hidden AP, which puts you over four mm. for our math majors in the audience. Put you four AP over where you would be with the distos on, and you get ten yep. DP back. Literally yep. ten yep. DP. Ten DP, is, yeah. Yeah, and, 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 the, crit. Uh -huh. and the crit, and the crit damage. damage, and the critical hit damage, which is like it makes it infinitely better. Even if the AP was the same, it just makes it way better. Yeah. The only way I mean, you think can about say, Cap's content with right. extra three percent crit damage. I mean, that's right. huge. And the only re the only way you could say. You're like, oh, well, the disto is still better because of the accuracy. Bro, the people that are saying that are wearing Dawn earrings, okay? Like, <laughs> there's, there's, no, there's no reason to, like, take the accuracy. It's just objectively the best earring in the game, hands down. What mm -hmm. you wear aside from that, I like that they made it a three-set effect and not a four-set effect so you don't have to wear both mm -hmm. earrings. But, like, again, I like that variety, and I think that we're we're bottlenecking the whole player base into, hey, guys, we all need Debaraka necklaces, and by the way, you can only get it at one grind spot in the game that only has one fucking rotation, and the thing drops once every four hours. Good luck. Um, and we're and we're just bottlenecking everyone onto this Debo, this railroad Debo um, gear path alongside um, the Dead God stuff. We're all just gonna end up wearing Dead God and um, Debo's in yep. it. Like I. I don't know like they talk about wanting players to diversify their gear and like making it good mm -hmm. we're not diversifying our gear we're, we're this is convergent evolution here we're all coming together we're mm -hmm. all coming together like i just don't 
I don't know. I don't, I don't really like that, that choice in path. I do think it's the best in slot, hands down. Like, I don't know if you can even debate that, but like, I don't like that they're coming together. Uh, it sounds like you agree with me. Um, yeah, but uh, that dude, you're talking about stuff. I have, I have asked for literal years for them to fix. They have systems in the game already that exist. I think I talked about this last week. They have systems in the game already that exist that would allow you to diversify if they would just mm -hmm. find the correct balance between them. Um, DR, evasion, accuracy, AP, you know, this rock, paper, scissors kind of system that they have. Um, I, I hate it when they just are like, hey, this is the best in slot. Good luck. And everybody goes and gets nice. it. It's, it was, you know, I talked about it earlier when I was trying to get my Ergons back in the day. It was like, the reason I was getting my Ergons is because it was the best in slot boot at the time. This was before Kafras was a thing. This was before Evasion was actually viable. It was all DR AP builds. That's what you did. And I hated that. I loved it when people, you know, when they took the crystal slots out of the green offhands and just made it, now you have all your crystal slots. And now suddenly the green offhand reformed is technically better at the high end AP because you get an extra 10% modifier on your special attack. I love stuff like that. It allows the diversity to crop up into the game but when you're just like shoehorning here's the best in slot okay yeah. everybody go get it yeah and also uh uh one of my viewers brings up a good point i think it makes a i think this is just a buff to evasion as an evasion build yeah i'm fully on board with everyone on the server having less accuracy because it's yeah. an objectively better build <laughs> yes please yeah I, I'm, I'm down with that like I, but like see here's the thing there won't be evasion builds anymore the gloves are gonna come out right and that's it well, like um there, there will be two versions of the there's two versions of the gloves. oh okay all right all right so there are two versions of the gloves yeah. okay but even okay so evasion is just objectively better yeah. excellent excellent as someone that's already <laughs> cool. love to hear that big fan um like i i just don't like that they that they're basically pushing all of our content together um so that we all basically have to grind for the same thing which which again makes us all grind at the same grind zones why it just throttles their own content like why would you develop all these other beautiful grind zones why would you develop all these other beautiful accessories and all these other different ways to play the game if you're just going to make one way objectively better than everything yeah. else because that's what everyone is going to do you can't get this stuff off the market this isn't like oh well, the best place to get devos is orcs because I make more money at orcs and I can just buy them off the market, right? That was the strategy for distos for a long time. You could just get distos off the market, but see, devos drop. They've they've designed these devorakas like the belt and the necklace to drop at such a low rate that you have to go grind the spot yourself mm -hmm. if you want to get anywhere with that content, which throttles everyone onto the same like grind spaces. Like, uh, so we, we've just, like, all these new bosses and stuff aren't going to matter. The only one that's ultimately going to matter is the to most of us at the high end is the one that drops the Debo earring. Whichever one drops yeah. the Debo earring will be the most popular because that's what everybody needs. Um, and more, we're going to see more and more people want to grind Ash for us. More and more people uh, want to grind Crypt when they reach the when they reach the gear score. But, like, we're going to see less and less players at those lower end spots. And then, honestly, for PvPers, this is a win. Is like there's only one grind spot at Ash Forest, right? There's literally God. only one grind spot at Ash Forest, and like if all of the servers are full, well, you're just encouraging PvP at that point. So maybe it's a good thing, maybe it's a bad thing. Um, Jay, what do you think about diversifying together? As someone that you are the latest game player oh. in this call, like, what do you think? So I think in terms of like diversifying accessories, I think that leads into 
the two new accessories that's coming up, right? The Tebek accessories, where they're adding these abilities onto accessories. Um, oh, for example, like the God. belt at pen. Pardon? Oh, oh go, yeah. Go, go yeah. ahead. I just, yeah. Oh, <laughs> man. Oh, this, don't get yeah, me started so, on this shit. Go ahead. No, I, I'm go, just go. thinking maybe that was that was their like strategy in helping with diversifying the accessories. Yeah, maybe Debarekas might not be the best in slot because there's this other option that gives you this really powerful ability. So for example, the necklace, uh, if you guys didn't know, um, there is a gif uh, explaining how it works. Basically, uh, the warrior was grabbing a lawn. The lawn uses the ability from the necklace. She gets out of the grab. Uh, and then she counter grabs it's basically like a parry mechanic was the best way uh, i was able break. to yeah it's a guard break a parry mechanic so you could counteract and so maybe in terms of introducing these exclusive abilities on accessories or maybe even gear in the future could help with diversifying yeah. the gear i hate so, it i hate you, hate it. you no, really I, <laughs> I absolutely i and i'm an awakening witch bro this strategy <laughs> this entire game they, they have struggled to balance. I'm sorry, I feel so strongly. Um, this entire game, they <laughs> Go have for it. Go struggled for it. to on. balance grabs, right? But the whole PvP system is balanced around grabs. Awakening Witch, for example. I want you to imagine fighting an Awakening Witch without a grab. Okay, it just became like eight times harder to kill the Awakening Witch, right? That's like the counter to a lot of classes in the game. If you did grab it, which sounds stupid. Yeah, it's a lot. It lacks interaction in some ways, but like... You can dodge the grab. There's ways around it. I think they've done a decent job. But if you add a mechanic to the game, peak players being is already giga frustrating. Oh, I finally caught this fucking sork. Where'd he go? <laughs> I, oh, that is so annoying. And then you gotta go through the whole process again. It's so annoying. And the worst part here is I feel like you're punishing good players. You're literally taking like a bad player and you're just like yeah you can just cc them for free it's so gear checking people i don't know i hate this mechanic i do not like the fact that they add so uh jay touched on it earlier so basically what this mechanic is is when somebody were to come up to you and cc you when you hit your v key instead it stiffens them you you are no longer grabbed you are no longer cc'd it stiffens them instead haha so, you're better than me but it, jokes on you i had my v up like wh what is that <laughs> like that's that, i just feel like that's like the least interactive uh mechanic that they have probably ever think tanked i think that if, if that makes it to live it could be horrendously bad like catastrophically bad uh for pvp overall because you're just like being a good player anymore no longer matters why why even bother just let him come up to you and grab you and hit the V key. It's a guaranteed CC. You don't have to worry about it. Hit the V key and then just pump him with damage. Am I wrong? Like, Deltas? What if they have a... What if they... Both players have a necklace? Then it's like Uno reverse the Uno reverse card, you know? Maybe. <laughs> okay. So you're the solution. Let me get yeah, this right. Thing is... But yeah, I'm surprised Blue is so vehemently against it. I played fucking DK for so long that yeah. I'm just like, Yes. Give me, <laughs> give me my get out of jail free card. Of course, I love it. I love it. the dark knight. I'm it's like, like, I'm like let, let the grab classes come grab me, please. You have so many iframes on DK that if you're getting grabbed, I, I'm, I'm no, no. sorry. Okay, this so you have to remember all my DK error. experience is like... from old DK before they even fixed the iframes when you would literally get hit oh. out of everything because everything had a wind up. Oh, animation. I remember. I was a good yeah. dark knight. So I'm scarred from that moment. So everything <laughs> I say about DK, just remember I'm having nom flashbacks the entire no time. Flashbacks. But like, 
I want you to take that and multiply by 50. Yeah, it's frustrating to get grabbed on a dick. I can't believe my iPhone didn't work. And the, the witch is standing over. You have ivory? Like, like, the fuck do you mean you can avoid it? Like, Wait, I, you guys, like, you bro, guys I, I play witch, bro. Like, D, you said it like, yeah, I mean, but Blue, you play witch. I play DK. I had it really bad. Oh, I'm so, scarred I'm from sorry? old DK, dude. Just, it's I'm not sorry. nearly as bad anymore. Yeah, but even then, even old DK is still better than current witch um at the, at the so stuff. i i would argue with you on that one just because every skill dk had at the time had wind-up animations so you weren't actually protected for a good chunk of the animations that you're doing mm -hmm. lunacy wheel both your iframes uh, all had these wind-up animations where you get hit out of them even though you were casting the skill uh, um so uh what you're referring to is so wheel of fortune for example had a gap at the end of the skill where if you if you tried to ended. linger it if you tried to linger it, well, there wasn't really a gap at the beginning. I, I played it. No, there was a, a huge gap at the beginning. Um, regardless, um, the idea here being that DK as a class, fundamentally, is jumping. You have to use skill after skill after skill very, very quickly in quick succession. The way old DK worked is you had to go wheel, lunacy, like doing wheel, lunacy, and then iframing away. There was almost nothing you could do about that without those small gaps. The gaps were the counterplay to Dark Knight. And in those gaps, you could hit them and they would actually be vulnerable. Versus, and and again, I she had two iframes um, and then she had a forward, uh, a forward dash, uh, which yeah, is Smoky Haze. Yeah, which is Smoky Haze, which is a super armor. And then you had an iframe on uh, the movement part of airstrike, um, all of which, again, iframes, which way better than Witch, whose strategy was, I'm just going to hit him with enough damage that if he, if he grabs me, he's already dead. Like, that's the strategy for Witch. <laughs> There's no other... It's not like, oh, well, DK is worse because it had gaps. DK had gaps because that was the only way to balance how, the iframes. Um, Witch is way harder to avoid grabs on as someone that played the old DK for that, three and yeah. a half years. Okay, so I just wanted to make sure. And now Witch, and as an Awakening Witch main, I feel like that this change, adding a, a stiffen on V is so counterintuitive. You're basically telling all the PVPers on the server that learning your class is fucking pointless. Like, why would I bother? I'm just, well, come on, walk up and grab me. Watch, see what happens. I'm gonna hit the V button and I'm gonna fisher wave you and you are done. And you and you are and you are done. Like like there's no counterplay there. I think that that I can't even imagine what is going on in the think tank in that room. The guy I got it! What if like we just took out the counterplay for all of the classes that we've been balancing for years and we added a mechanic that allowed bad players to beat the good players? Armin's in shambles. <laughs> Armin spent all this time learning ninja <laughs> to get these really eloquent, like super intricate grabs. Imagine being flannels at this moment. Imagine being flannels where you've spent thousands of hours mastering a class so much better than everyone else, and you're gonna lose to the grand finals of the bet of the like the the best in class tournament. You're gonna lose the best in class tournament because you're better than him. You grabbed him first, he beat and just turboed you in like two skills. Like before you could be right like that. Ah, bro, it's, it's just, it just ruins me. I'm curious how, how they're going to attempt to balance it because it does. You're not wrong. It sounds incredibly strong. It's just if you, if you can make gameplay. a balance change to it right now, what would you do to balance it? I would remove, remove it. it. 
Yeah, that would yeah. be my balance solution. <laughs> I find the like band phase very effective for that particular. Um, it's like how I would remove Rengar from my games. It's balanced. I just ban it every game. Done. <laughs> like I. What do you What do you think about um, the belts mechanic? Where um, what's, so at what's 10, the, belt the belt gives you 17 AP, similar to a Tauros belt, and it also gives you a one minute active buff of 30 AP, 50 DP, and 5% accuracy on a 10 minute cooldown. Okay, it's kind of like a, another e-buff. That's great. You think that's a lot better? You think yes. it's good? Mm. So much better. It's balanceable, right? Every class mm. can use it. You're not forced to use it. It doesn't feel like a bad mechanic. Mm. It doesn't feel like it, it punishes mm. good gameplay, right? Yeah. So like that is the correct direction that they need to go. That is that is awesome. I like that. Sorry, Tilt. One, one thing that I am worried about is, um, do you think, so I don't know how the mechanic works right now, but players are saying you could equip the belt, pop the buff, and then go back to your main belt. And so I'm not sure if that's oh, going to yeah. happen, bad, but bad I feel like that sure. would be, we'll be kind of thing. broken. That'll um, be if a it thing. Was a thing. You think it'll unless be it, Unless they use the same timer that your V has for these interactions. It, it doesn't oh, it doesn't replace your V. It's just a new skill. That, that the belt oh yeah, no, yeah that's 100 yeah. the other one does yeah, you're gonna have a pin one of those sitting off somewhere and you're okay wizards time to pa everybody puts their fucking belt on pas pops the fucking belt buff and then they swap back they go about Amen, what they're doing brother and but that i think that's cool being able to tech gear in it also gives yeah, late game players something to do it. that gives late game players something to do okay yeah you have your best in slot demo belt but now you gotta go get this other belt because it gives you this passive buffs and then you gotta worry about switching them and stuff that's cool uh, like, I think that that gives us a little bit more diversity in our builds, as I was saying before. Jake, what do you feel about it? Yeah, I, re I really like the the belt. I'm just thinking, like, situational use. I don't know if it's going to be too useful in PvE, to be honest, but definitely more of, a, like, a PvP belt. I think, I mean, both accessories are more of a PvP uh, accessory. And so um, I'm just thinking situationally, maybe, um, you know, at Zerker 200, this would be kind of crazy. But then again, hmm, caps... PvP maybe it might it might not even matter yeah. in, in, in like it's gonna be interesting so it's got... it's an interesting concept and i like uh -huh. it just because it, it it does give some kind of diversity i uh -huh. think the only time you're gonna see it is on t4 nodes and then on caps each yeah that's mm -hmm. the only time you'll see people using this belt i think because i oh, think I all the other caps maybe in t theories maybe um just to help players get to the caps but It'll be interesting. It's a step in the right direction. I mean, adding um, more diversity in equipment is always a good thing, in my opinion. In that, I did know okay, that. I did notice that certain things do can go over the cap. So, for example, I learned this very recently. But the shy two hundred percent gives you three hundred DP, and that actually goes over uh, node war caps. And so, do you think maybe this belt should go over node war caps? No. 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 Mm, no. Anything that compromises the caps is going to hurt the. Um, it's gonna hurt the players that are progressing. Uncapped mm -hmm. PvP is for um yeah. elite game players, right? So like, mm -hmm. you don't don't really want it to go over the node war caps. Consumables are another way around that. Um, which is a good segue mm -hmm. into uh one of our later um points here is that Jacob, I know mm -hmm. you wanted to touch on this. The consumables for Land of the Morning Light have got to be the most yeah. interesting that I have ever seen. I'll, I'll let yeah. you take it first because I know you wanted to talk about it. Um, so I'm not too sure in the translated name, but there's this item that gives you 5,000 HP. Um, when you, it's like a big whale pot, basically, yeah. but it has a 22 hour cooldown. And I'm just wondering what kind of situation would you ever use this item 
that has such a long cooldown. And the only situation I could ever think of is when a Zerker is 200-ing, they're about to die, and they need like a quick recovery. And that's the only situation. I'm not sure anywhere else where you would really realistically use this, because I imagine it's going to be a pretty hard item to to get. Um, um, it, it's, again, it's a really big whale pot, so... They said that it was going to be really hard to get. Like, it was going to be like this... Mm -hmm. Oh, no, this is a different item. I'm thinking of the item where they were like, it's giga rare and you get like a 30 day buff, but we'll get into that in a second. Oh, yeah, yeah the, that one. The 5,000 HP or the four, uh, 500 HP or whatever, but it's got a long cooldown. I think that's great because it, it yeah, allows like more it. diversity in Node Wars, for example. Like as a shot caller, hmm. I love that mm -hmm. because see, I can tell oh, everybody. Yeah. Okay, oh, yeah, everyone uses this item. Right? Yeah, everybody, <laughs> yeah, everybody needs so to you use call it out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's, it'll be for you. big pushes. I mean, it's like the yeah. same concept that the uh, the max heal has for Node War, right? You heal all your players up to full health. It's kind of in that same vein. You only get that once mm -hmm. per Node War. Yeah, so. I mean, like, People but it allows them? you to super buff your offense ball. So like, for guilds that are, let's say Cho Nation is an extreme example. Let's say Equilibrium is running into Cho Nation. Running is such a strong word, but like they could, they could theoretically with these more these new buffs and everything, they could simulate a lot more strengths. And instead of for this particular push, because Cho's not going to pop it going into them, but they could theoretically call for it um, and have a lot more survivability against Cho because part of the reason Cho is so strong, or Digi, or Corrupt, or Barcode, or Family, uh, is so strong on these capped content. It's because they have way more HP than everyone else does. If you effectively give your entire offense ball 5,000 HP, you give them a fighting shot of being able to kill more um, of these high-end players. I think it's really good dynamically for Node Wars because it mm -hmm. allows weaker guilds to kind of catch up with, like simulate, if, if even for a brief yeah. moment, the strength yeah, for of a one stronger push, guild. Right, right one, exactly. one, two pushes. Give them a yeah. chance, give them a chance, right? So I think that's really cool. What are some of the other consumables? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the next one is a food that gives you 500 energy right away recovered and 30 yeah, energy nuts. recovery for one hour. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, you tick energy every like three minutes. So 30 energy would equate to 600 energy recovered. So that's a total of 1100 energy recovered for that entire hour. I'm not too sure how would you utilize that's, 1100 yeah. energy in oh, an I hour, but it's there. Thing. It's well, no, there. No, it's there. It's there. Well. Uh, no, they have this. You guys didn't see they added a new like concept to to pv you know, like the life oh, skilling. yeah and that's right the life the mini -games. Mini -games. Yeah. Mini -games, yeah. mini games and they said that the mini games are going to consume oh, way more energy a lot of energy yeah like way, a more, way more energy yeah. Yeah. So, maybe it was for that okay uh, yeah, yeah i think that look, they probably look at them thinking ahead i know <laughs> it's almost like they're they're trying to create content that all drives <laughs> with each other it's, it's almost like they're talking to each other that's weird um but like I think that they balanced that item around this new, like, because the idea I think is one, they wanted to speed up life skilling. They feel like that if you want a life skill, part of the problem is that you have to spend all day doing it. You have to spend all day gathering yeah. or all day cooking. Mm -hmm. And so they're trying to speed up um, gathering. Like the entire process of gathering is being completely mm -hmm. sped up here um, because you can spend all of your energy way faster. But for those players, oh, yeah. this consumable is for those players that like to spend all day gathering, right? So they can <laughs> still do that. Um, but mm. for players that just want to get it the fuck over with, which is the mass majority of the player base so that they can go AFK mm. on a utensil and watch the office. Um, like yeah. they, can, <laughs> they can do that now with these, with these beautiful new mini games that they've created. I think that's super cool. It takes an aspect of life skilling out. It makes it a little less chill, but I like that. It's mm. so much faster. As long as mm. we're well, speeding it up, it's so much faster. Still exists too. It's not, I don't know if you're going to be forced to do the mini games. So I mean, you could technically just, just X out of good. them. 
I mean, yeah, I mean, like yeah. they said, they're going to give you a, a large amount of stuff. So, like, there's really no reason mm -hmm. to not do it. Um, the only thing I can think of is that it's comparable. Let's say you spend 50 energy and you get 50 items, right? So let's say that you could do normal gathering and you could get 55 items and 50 energy or something like oh, that. Oh, like, like you you expend more energy but less yield, but you expend everything faster. Right. You could do the long so you're, and you're subtracting a small yeah, amount of your max uh -huh. for just getting it over with very quickly. Right. Whereas if you want to do the full day of life skilling, then, you know, you'll get more in the long mm -hmm. run. But... Any um, life skilling buffs are good in my opinion in this game. NA does not have enough dedicated life skillers. Mm -hmm. That's fair. Um, yeah, yeah. One more crazy thing they're adding is this thousand-year-old ginseng item. Here it is. Which That's is when you, I, you get yeah. a three-month buff. We don't know what the buff is yet, but I'm just speculating. Like when you think of ginseng, right? It's like this um, uh, root that mm -hmm. uh, is usually for like you know body health or something oh. so i i feel like it might be like a character stat increase what i'm personally thinking maybe it's like a you know plus 100 weight for three months is my sort of oh, realistic no, i think it's gonna you know, be much guess stronger. for what it would be so do you guys have any ideas of what a three month buff would be for the game i think it's I gonna be much stronger than that idea. i think it's gonna be it's stronger so than that they said oh you there's a lot of stuff <laughs> easy oh. there jay <laughs> um there's a lot of stuff they could give you um that they said it's really rare like rarer than a pure really black rare. stone rare oh um so like my, that tells me that the buff that they're gonna give you is significant so they could give you like a 30 percent drop rate buff for three fucking months for three straight months right like make it like it's gonna be if the way it, it looked like to us is was that it's gonna be a significant uh mm. buff now it could be what jay said it could be some weenie weenie shit but like i'm thinking that it's <laughs> gonna be yeah you know, fuck that shit bro if it gives me 100 weight i am gonna be so upset i would be so upset if it gave me 10 what about a thousand weight, weight? what about yeah, a thousand? no no 10 that move the decimal j open your mind move the decimal over again like stop 10, thinking 10,000 weight for three months yes now you don't have to deal with weight for the next three months is that the worst thing is that the worst thing be honest with yourself um, is, it, is it the worst actually thing? that would be nice that would be pretty nice yeah. they said it was going to be sellable in the market though so i wonder like what kind of price it would be for a oh, oh. i mean as rare as it is this uh -huh. is like selling an elton piece to the to the, elton to the piece. Or, 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 okay not an elton piece it's like selling a consumable no, treasure it's basically like, <laughs> no, it's it's like selling um a pure blackstone the Blackstone. How the much would oh. you buy a 250 AP 20 minute buff for? How much would you spend on that? Yeah. There isn't a number. Oh, I'm gonna be honest. 30 minutes though. I thought it was 20, but like. Yeah. Is it, oh, is was it 20 30? minutes? It's, I thought, I'm pretty sure it's 30. Last time I What's used it? one, it was 30, but they're ridiculously good. They literally solo, they like your solo change 30. of fight. Mm -hmm. I think, so. I think 20 bill at least. Yeah, I, I, I would buy that. For... Yes. Wow. Okay. Bro, it's just a completely like literally. I mean, this this may be a little old, but I can remember getting. Um, you'd go up against guilds and like T two plus back in the day, and you'd have one guy that had the DP stone, which is like plus five hundred oh, for thirty minutes. Yeah, like... And suddenly <laughs> that guy is living in your base. You cannot kill him. He will live there forever for the next thirty minutes. Soggy is having so... flashbacks to Nam when corrupt fought Vertex um 1v1 not too long ago not too long ago this yeah. is when 
um ace had just taken over and they popped like six or seven D pure dr stones and vertex yeah. was like well we won i don't know what to tell you it's too bad they're like choice is invincible i don't understand like it's, <laughs> it's impossible to fight it so like i think if you're going to give people a big buff like if you were going to sell pure blackstone to the market yeah you got to make it incredibly incredibly expensive mm -hmm. but i think making consumables really expensive and really rare like this and really sought after is the correct way to approach end game like players it keeps end game players yeah. playing the game essentially indefinitely without like okay i got my item now i just have nothing to do it's like oh no i got like i can i can I gotta go grind so that i can buy more of this buff so i can put more pre-orders down on these buffs so that i can use these in pvp right like i i think it's good i think having these diverse like consumables is a really good thing um jay are there any other consumables yes. okay go ahead yes there's there's actually um you know the juices like what you get from guild war uh, or the guild war shop you mean the so finto juices um yeah the finto juices essentially so there's gonna be it's not like new juices but it does give you strength health and stamina but these ones you can use up to level 40 instead of level 30. oh my god so i think that's gonna it, it does have a six hour cooldown though so i don't know how much xp you're gonna get but that's definitely gonna help get players um to that level 40 mark i think level 40 is like the soft cap and then after that it's like really hard to level up right yeah i think 30 is technically the soft cap but yeah 30 is the soft cap. is it 30 oh. yeah i think 40 is like not quite a hard cap but it's really it's no 50 drastically yeah. slows down yeah. after 40. what are your breath levels by the way like on my on which from... characters like <laughs> yeah i was just <laughs> thinking i was like i think my belt's I... like 32 but i don't know what my dk is my... off the top of my head <laughs> my witch is actually level 43 breath because I just run a lot on my witch because I had to put away my weapon all the time. He's got to throw your weapon away and jog. <laughs> yeah. Jokes on all of you. <laughs> We've been running. We're track stars, bro. My witch. My marathon sprinters. My witch can absolutely squat like a thousand pounds. Like that's how <laughs> that's how stacked she is. Okay. Let me see. What mm. what is my breath level on my DKM? Um. Crap, how do I check this, bro? I don't even remember how I check P. this. P combat skills. P. Battle set. Oh, here we go. Forty-one breath on my DK, and I haven't, oh. I haven't played her in literally two and a half years. Yep. And she's at oh. forty-one. Um, so like, yeah, I mean, like, I, I'm just gonna say this on behalf of the rest of the server. Stop giving us juice, bro. We don't care. <laughs> we, bro, like, give us, give us other stuff, man. Like, we don't want juice anymore. All right, okay. I just, I just had to say it, right? <laughs> the rest of the consumers are super the rest of the consumers are super fun. Um and super <laughs> good. Um uh Tilt just what do you think about the juice? Juice is whatever. I exactly. <laughs> I had a guy spend like, like two hundred mil on juices like literally two days ago and I was like, bruh, you just joined the guild like <laughs> yesterday. What are you doing? <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Appreciate the contribution. Yeah. Oh god. Um, okay, Jay, what's the next, what's the next consumable? Is that, is that all? So those are, those are the only ones uh, mentioned so far, but they, they did mention there's going to be new Cron meals, elixirs, and perfumes, but we don't know what those are yet until, um, it's released in Korea. I don't, I, I'm not sure if it's already out in Korea, but I, I don't want, I don't think Tiltus wants to get spoiled on it. So no, I, I, I don't care. I don't care about it. that kind of stuff. The only thing I care about is like the, the boss. Exploring. Yeah. Like the boss content. Yeah. 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 The, yeah, the interactive yeah. content, yeah. That's why we don't know what the cron meals are, elixirs or perfumes, uh, but we'll see. Um, I feel like, um, in terms of elixirs and perfumes, you kind of have the majority of like the stats. That, like the recent perfume you got was perfume of insight, which was an accuracy perfume. 
Um, Odalita provided perfume of charm, which was an evasion perfume. And so I'm not too sure what else they could yep. do. I know with, with the perfume stats, so. Mountain, all you got the yeah. all special attack mod increase. What is it, 2%, 3%, something like that? Yeah. Lethal destructions, uh, elixirs. Oh, yeah, those, those elixirs, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So those are nice. Yeah. Um, all right, so the last thing I kind of want to touch on um, is this crystal. Um, are you guys familiar with this, oh, yeah. this new crystal that's coming On out? On one's tier or something? That one. I, yeah, so this is an objectively better... It's it's the, What's on it? Everything. Yes. It's, everything. it's faster yeah, to tell you what's not on this crystal. Dave, I, what do you guys think about making a crystal that is just literally the best? Yeah, you can only wear one of them, but it's it's the best crystal. What do you think? I would be scared to to break it. <laughs> that's the only oh, thing I would be concerned. Oh, you're right. <laughs> yeah, the PvE lord it. in the chat's like, so, No! <laughs> <That's a chicken. laughs> okay uh like what do you think balance wise um you uh, know balance wise best in slot obviously but i don't think you can i mean stats are amazing right it has all the stats and so you can't really you kind of want this forever and i hope i, I don't know how renewal renewable it would be um i do remember it was um associated with a quest line so maybe it's like a quest so something similar to rebellious you know rebellious you can only get through questing so yeah. maybe it's something like that and i would hate to redo quest lines just to get a new long ones tier you know so hopefully maybe it won't be breakable i'm uh, but it is a crystal so i don't know it's a double. <laughs> we'll see um no it's the thing the thing with balancing it is like if everybody's running it then it kind of balances itself almost um, uh, but is it good though to introduce so i like crystals because they introduce mm. variety and we touched on this before i like True. variety in diversity in in my build path like artifacts for example i feel like again mm. this is a step towards this okay well we're just gonna have everybody's gonna have the same why redo the crystal system <laughs> why would you redo all <laughs> this crystal system and then make a best in slot crystal like and now you're trending towards this like okay this is the best crystal that you can have like period dot like i i don't like anything that kind of forces me to build it mm. right yeah also it's terrifying to lose it as an awakening witch that gets fed to mobs um <laughs> like it's so terrifying you're that you're gonna need that belt get out of those get out oh, of those I'm, oh, I'm get, oh i'm getting the belt um <laughs> like <Yeah>. i <laughs> feed me try like, me <laughs> so um when i do look at the read the description of bong wang's tier it says it's transfused into an exclusive slot i do know um that we're getting two additional total crystal slots in mountains of eternal winter and i don't know if bong wang's tier goes into one of those um but it seems like from the description it's going to have its, ex its own exclusive slot so maybe like it won't really touch the diversity part because we can use whatever crystals and this is the only you know crystal that could go into that exclusive slot you know so maybe it doesn't yeah. touch diversity at all as you were touching on right yeah uh, but again it, it could break and then you'd have to get another one so. oh god it, oh it's gonna break it's just it's, it's gonna, gonna break. say it's what gonna... every other crystal <laughs> it's, gonna... It's, it's gonna say what every other vague ass crystal in the game says high chance <laughs> of breaking that's what it's gonna say we don't know what the chance is it's just a hundred percent like it's gonna break every time. I'm gonna be talking to chat and I'm gonna lose three billion silver. And then for the next ten hours at Ash Forest, I'm gonna be trying to make up the one death that went awry. I'm... 
the one time you looked to your other monitor while you were standing mm -hmm. in Olin's. <laughs> Another scary thing I noticed in the um, description is that there's no market price, which makes me think you you have to quest for the item. And Don't I know a lot that. of us have a lot of opinions and Don't comments tell me that. about questing. And so <laughs> you maybe we to... might have to quest for it yep. again if we break it. <laughs> you have to... Oh. Oh no! No, God, please no! No! <laughs> You're Michael Scott. I. Uh, I don't yeah. want to quest, man. That'll be interesting. I hope they don't quest lock it like that. It should be marketplaceable. Um, mm -hmm. I just think it, it gives players something to do in the new area. Yeah. Anything that you can do that gives players coming back for content and doing something is good. Mm -hmm. So if you can get this crystal through the new region you can marketplace it then that allows people to just keep getting the crystal yeah so uh so i think all things said and done um the land of the morning light is going to be a super exciting expansion for the pv for pve i think it probably yeah. it has potential mm -hmm. to be the best pve expansion that we have ever seen however mm -hmm. i i don't know about you guys i'm really skeptical um about um PA, like, see, their first attempt at trying to these bosses and stuff was Shirakon, and that sucked. Um, yeah. I think that they're going to do a good job because they've had a long time to, like, figure out, like, what a good <clears throat> grind mechanic feels like. So, like, I, tr and they did a good job with the dungeon. So, like, I have faith, but, like, I'm also terrified um, that this is, it, it could be a little rough. It could be a little rocky. Um, yeah. So overall, what are your thoughts on? Are you excited for Land of the Morning Light? Are you are you too hesitant on it? We'll start. We're it's going to be like closing ish comments. Uh, Tiltus, let's start with you. Yeah, no, I'm super excited about it. Um, we talked about this a little bit last week. I think the game is kind of transitioning more to have more PVE content, um, and it's putting more focus on that, which is probably the right step for BDO considering the the PVP scene. Um, I think focusing on what brings more players will be good and it'll allow more players to get into the PVP scene. Um, so I'm excited for it. I think it'll be fun. I, I'm having to constantly change my mindset on BDO. It's no longer a, a strictly PVP game. Now it has turned into a PVX game, more or less. Um, oh. So I have to remind myself of that when I'm doing stuff in the game. I'm like, oh, I hate doing this. I'm like, wait. I'm doing this for other reasons. It's not just for PvP. You telling me it's a sandbox after all this time I've been bamboozled? <laughs> Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> I'm, just... I'm telling you, after seven years, Blue, I finally figured out he it's finally, a sandbox. He got, he got there. It's, it's all right. The bulb came on. It was flickering at the start, but we got there. <laughs> all right, Jacob. Final thoughts on this expansion. What do you think? Yeah, I'm super excited for this PvE-focused expansion, and so. Uh, I do hope that in future expansions we might get like global releases because I, I do agree with Tiltus that um, you know uh, some players won't like to spoil themselves and to have more fun with discovering new things and it being out in Korea unfortunately it will get spoiled um, I mean you could not spoil yourself but I I love spoil myself so I will we spoil myself run a <laughs> we literally run a podcast that talks but about the big I, 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 I do I really like and want to experience a new expansion with everybody, everyone discovering everything globally. So maybe yes. hopefully in the future expansions that might be the, that, that that could be the case, but maybe perhaps not. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that this expansion, yeah, we can only hope. We can only breathe in our copium and hope. So <laughs> our hopium, right? Like I hopium, just, yeah. I, 
Okay. Um. All right. Final. Fi I promise. Final question this time. Um. Yeah. Do you what a global release is? Would you rather? Um. Obviously, we're gonna say yes to this, but like. So the develop you have to understand from the developer's perspective, they have all this finished content, they're done with it from the Korean side of things, and they just want to get it out the door. They want they want to pump the content mm -hmm. out the door. I personally like global releases because I feel like it forces them to get our expansion ready in a reasonable amount of freaking time. Odie, mm -hmm. Odie took like gosh, how long did it? Eight it months. took like it took it eight, eight months. extra months. We are talking about Land of the Morning Light. People are like, oh my god, Korea just got it. We're so close. Boys and girls. There are, there are a hundred minutes. Sweetie my sweet pumpkin. Summer child. There are a hundred minutes of voice acting in the main storyline for this new expansion. They have to translate all of this stuff. It's more voice hmm. acting, more questing, more translating yeah. than has ever happened before. We're lucky to get this by August. I'm, I'm gonna quarter? go ahead and say it. August. August. Okay. I'm August, gonna say it yeah. August. Like they don't want to tell us. You'll notice they've been very secretive. They're like, and the West will get it in the future. Like they, in they the future. don't. <laughs> with soon TM. Like, soon TM. I, I, soon yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, and that tell, that's scary. The fact that they don't actually have a close date for us tells me that's really scary. I would rather them hold off on KR because that's gonna force them. They're gonna be working around the clock um yeah. trying to translate it all to get it out faster for the rest yeah. of us um this way the way they're releasing it now is really scary to me i don't know if we, we might not get it by december I, i'm saying yeah. august is generous mm -hmm. um yeah. but we will see and also it a, a lot of players forget it's not just english that they're translating to it's all these other languages too i don't know how many bdo right. yeah. how many la languages yeah. bdo is localizing but um i think it's at least 10 different languages and they got to do all the voice acting and all the um you know descriptions and quest logs so yeah, it, it, you know, that's how long localization takes, so. Yeah, I just don't know. I'm not Invest more into it. Yeah, like, they, they've, they've got to be able to pump this out in a reasonable amount of time, because they just hyped it all up. If it's not out by the next ball, yeah. we are going to be upset, is the word I'm yeah, going mean, to use. We're sitting here talking about upset. it right now. Yeah. Like, the hype like, is now, <laughs> not in yeah. eight months from I was, now. I was yeah. live <laughs> in front of the stage when Jay promised me a new expansion. I could see the sweat on his brow when he said it to me. Um, <laughs> if I don't have it by the next by the next ball, I am going to be upset. And so are a lot of other players that were promised. We're gonna we're gonna go we're gonna start bitching immediately. Like we are, and we can boy can we complain? Boy can we <laughs> complain as a community? Like I. Mm, I'm really nervous it's going to just take this forever, but we will see. Okay, anything last thoughts that you guys want to touch on before we wrap it up? Yeah, I think, I we're think good. we've pretty much covered yeah. it. I, I mean, we've covered everything, there was yeah. some life skill stuff that we didn't cover, but, you know, who cares about life skill, you know? <laughs> whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> I mean, wrong. we can still touch on it. The life skill, there's mastery crystals, life skill XP crystals. Okay, so. let's touch on oh, it real yeah. quick. We have, we have four nice. minutes. Unpack it real quick. Four, four minutes. Unpack it. Yeah. We started well, a little late. Um, I rem I remember having this conversation with one of my friends how, um, this would help players get to the two thousand mastery bracket. But also, um, another thing is that my friend is like a hardcore life skiller, so he has like almost like pen full manos gear, and this doesn't really pertain to him. And he thinks that he should the mastery bracket should go over two thousand. But I feel like not many people have over two thousand. Yeah, chill, yeah, yeah, chill, chill, Jesus. chill, chill. I yeah. personally feel like we should be able to hit eight hundred gear score as a player that's already yeah. seven fifty. Like, wait, what? 
<laughs> so no. he was really upset that these crystals came out because it doesn't pertain to him. But I feel like it helps. It pertains to a lot of other people. That, yeah, so. for sure. I mean, here's the thing. NA specifically, I don't think EU has this problem. NA does not have enough life skillers. We just don't. Um, so do anything that, that is going. Why, well, why do you feel that way? I'm curious. Well, I know EU has stuff that just sits on the market, whereas NA does not. There are certain life skilling things, elixirs. I think Kafras sit on market. Oh, that's EU. that's because in North America, game knowledge is priceless, but for everything else, there's Mastercard. Um, <laughs> and, 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 <laughs> like, okay. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Good. But yeah, I just think anything that incentivizes more life skilling is good for the game because I know, like, I enjoy life skilling. I spend like a couple hours on the weekend just doing life skills, and I always enjoy it. Um, I played RuneScape for God knows how many years. I enjoy doing life skills. So anything mm -hmm. that incentivizes life skills, I think, is good for the game. And it's good for the longevity of the game, too. That's something that you can always just come back to and do. Uh, yeah. Um, I think, uh, I mean, life skilling, life skilling, it'll be fine. It's a PvE expansion. I, and I think that because the yeah. consumables are going to be really good, it's going to be life skilling mm -hmm. really good. Like you just, yeah. you're not, you know, it's can't go wrong with this. Like no kidding. Um, so, okay. I think that is going to go ahead and wrap up episode two of the old moon right. podcast. Uh, make sure that we're going to do our, our outros a little bit here. I am blue squadron. Make sure that uh, you're following at least on Twitch uh, and then get up in the YouTube so that you can see it uh, published to YouTube as well. Uh, Cause it will be published to YouTube. If you miss the podcast at some point, uh, during or if you miss the podcast on tuesday you can wake up in the morning and what listen to it on your ride to work that is the entire idea um Deltis, you want to give yourself a shout out yeah uh i stream uh i didn't stream last week because i had internet issues but i'm back now um so i'll be streaming six days a week um i do uh shot calling uh like three of those days i do pvp a lot uh and i'm kind of diving into trying to learn every class in the game so that'll be a fun escapade to take um so yeah, you guys can follow me on Twitch. I have a small YouTube channel that I'm trying to do some longer form content on, but I don't have anything really important out on there yet. So, okay, uh, Jaycun. Hi, yes. So um, you can find me on Twitch.tv/jaycunvt. That's J-A-Y-K-U-N. Sorry, VT, not TV. I made a mistake. <laughs> um, but I stream a lot of uh, PVE content. So Dungeons, Olens, Calfion Elvia. Uh, lower Gyphons, Uppies. So yeah. <laughs> if you have any questions about PvE stuff um, or Witch, Shy, and Wusa class stuff, you can ask me there. Um, but yeah. Thank okay. you guys for the, the amazing... For uppies in the chat. Stop, don't, don't. Stop. You oh, put no. the gun down. Put the gun down. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, this has been an amazing podcast. Um, that's going to wrap up episode two. Uh, we will see you guys all next week. Guys, I'm going to go ahead and bounce out of the voice call uh, and, and do my outro. Thank you so much, guys, uh, for coming to the podcast and putting it on. We'll see you guys next week. I'm looking forward yeah. to it. See you guys. It was fun. Yeah, see you. Adios. Bye. Bye. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for all the follows, guys. Uh, thank you for all the new subscribers or the returning subscribers, uh, rather. Uh, thank you for uh, supporting my content. We now stream four days a week. Part-time streamer, by the way. Four days a week. We got Monday, Monday, Old Moon Podcast. Saturday is typically Siege with Enhancing, and then Sunday is a chill grind stream. Um, 
so thank you guys for supporting me as always this is going to be a wrap for the old moon podcast i will see you guys i am in um a black desert official event on friday so i will see you guys uh with onlave i'm not exactly sure what the details are make sure you guys join the discord um chaplain uh <laughs> make sure you guys join the discord so you can see all the up-to-date events we have six events in the next seven days um coming up we're just gonna start banging them out so make sure you sign up uh and show that you're interested in those events so that i can keep doing uh events like this in the future i love all of you have a great rest of your night